gonna call this thing. Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just gonna put down infamous. Welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. This is Parker, go by Tweak on forums. This is Jermagor, Consta, whatever the f- I don't know. Forward slash- I, don't, I, don't, I can't even help you. This is Jeremy. <laughs> Jermagor, does that Jer- mean you, you eat Jeremy's? Jermagor. God damn, Constagon. You understand? Jermagor, Constagon. Jermagor. It's respected. It's Germagor. fucking- King Constagon. I'm a king. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm a king. I, king. I don't know what you don't understand about it. Germagor Constagon is a perfectly God. reasonable name. I'm a king. Yeah. <laughs> it's reasonable. Don't you understand? It's respected. <laughs> God. So I'm just confirming. Uh, Jeremy is your superhero name then. It's your oh, normal name, AKA Germag- the yes. name you were given at birth is Germagor Constagon. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's on the certificate. Right, your alter ego is. <laughs> Uh, yep. Yeah. Um. Yes. Nice. For sure. All right. Cool. Uh. Welcome to episode twenty-five of the Infamous Podcast. Uh. We don't have any announcements today, so we're gonna go straight into the news. 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 The reason why we go straight into news today is, oh man, did we get a lot of news? And it's juicy stuff. It's it's scintillating. It's falling off the bone. Um. First bit of news is um. We got Bob's card. We know what Bob does. And oh man, oh man, how about that Bob? What about Bob? I've been waiting to make that joke, by the way, for <laughs> for a week God. on this podcast. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Finally. So well, what we know about Bob actually is that he is kooky as hell. He's got, he is a two-power character. Uh, he's got three health on the front side, three on the back side. But does it even matter, really? Because on the front side, if he fires his big gun uh, for excessive violence, he automatically dies. And on his backside, <laughs> if he has not yet activated and he loses all his health, he doesn't actually die. Um, so I'm I don't to think of a way he wouldn't die. I can't think of anything. What do you uh, mean? Ooh. Oh. Uh, can you last minute save him? Does it have to be an enemy effect? Yes, it does. Is yeah. that on the card or is that after they errated it? It's an errata. It has to be enemy effect. Okay. So, so yeah. when the errata goes through, he'll he'll not be savable, which. Okay. Yeah. So he's got. Uh, I guess. Wait, wait. He suffers three damage. So you could bring. You could field dressing him to bring him back with an activated token on him. So I don't know what value that would be, but you could. You, do you that. wouldn't do that. Yeah, no. you would not. Uh. So yeah, he's got a really interesting card. A lot of the stuff that we knew about him is is still happening, except we, um, uh, we got Hydro Tactics, which is a pretty cool power on him. Uh, you can choose uh, for two power on him. You can choose another ally character within two, and then place him within one of the chosen characters. So you can hopscotch any other character, which is pretty cool. He's got some movement tech in there. Um, then Same uh, ability that Winter Soldier has. Right. That makes sense. And then his... Um, the passive on his backside, the but how, which was wasn't an original spoiler, but now we know. Uh, it has a, a short paragraph trying to explain exactly how it works to, make, to clarify for people. But basically, um, if he is uh, uh, killed... If he uh, yeah, so if he is killed like totally KO'd 
while he does not activate it, meaning he before he is activated, if he's killed, you may give him a dazed token, and is a dazed, gains a dazed token instead. That's right. Yeah. Um, and during the cleanup cleanup phase, when you would normally flip him, uh, he remains on his injured side and he loses three power. So you don't get any power basically for dazing him. So the three power, if you go for full to empty, and he gets th- gains three power for it, he loses that three power when he comes back to life. Um, so yeah, <laughs> he, uh, our first potentially unkillable character. If you you know if you're willing to, um, you know, never activate him until he dies. But well, I mean, you might not have a choice at some point. You can only pass if your opponent has more activations than you. So like. Right, you know, you're you're gonna have to activate him eventually. Is he uh, like yeah. a mystery? Like seriously, is he like either either he's the best or the fucking worst? Like I can't decide. Oh, um, yeah, I think he's bad, but you know, he's, <laughs> he's a two point character. Like this, this is what Rocket should have been to me. Like he, sh- Rocket is way too good for what he does. the The cool thing about Bob is that he's not going to get randomly one-shotted until, like, you're willing to accept him as a loss, and he's actually able to contribute meaningful damage, because the zero power cost means that your opponent has to be ready from turn one to deal with this attack. And as you see, the the two damage everyone within two of it isn't on a wild, it just happens. Like, this is exactly, like, the kind of really scary attacks I like to see, when it's, like, a very known, like, quota of damage. It's going to do nine attack dice and then do two damage to everyone around it. It's not going to be like, well, it is Pierce and like Wilds count as two. Like, you know, okay, so it does one damage. Like, what are you telling me? Like, I like to know what's going to happen going into an attack. And so I like this. Uh, the fact that your opponent gets to throw you and you suffer three damage is pretty funny. I just imagine everybody like doing like a duck and cover thing as soon as they see Bob. Like, uh, like, uh, Monty Python, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, or like, Jesus Christ, like ducking down and like <laughs> yeah. running away until he does his thing. And then they yeah. just fucking murder him. Uh, one little thing about it that I, I didn't like immediately is I, I, I love that he's using the, the quad launcher in his card and the model uses yeah. a bazooka. Yeah. And I really <laughs> like the quad launcher because the quad launcher reminds me instantly of Commando, that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. Oh god! Like, yeah, exactly. I, like, I was like, oh, that, I was like, oh, that's so cool. The quad launcher on the card, and yeah. then his model has the bazooka. I was like, oh man, I wonder if there's some sort of reason why they went with a bazooka instead. Of the uh, I can tell you, it's from a modeling perspective because yeah. the deep cuts into the like two cylinders next to each other. You have to get in there so deep that you're, it's really hard to do without breaking into a bunch of pieces. And so mm. the quad launcher would have had mold lines all over it, and so I think they they chose not to for that reason. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, the only thing I, I thought about him is it's I, I, the first thing I thought was okay, is this character just uh, a big damage bubble on a two point stick? And if so, in this game, is that worth it? Would I spend two character points to threat to do you know something probably around? Eight damage to my opponent's army. Um, is that something I would want? Is that good enough? I mean, it's not that he automatically dies, right? So he's still a you know he's still a, a two point character afterwards to just sit on objective points and hopefully activate last and be difficult to remove. So it's not like he's you know like contributes nothing. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I pay two p- points for excessive violence. I don't know. 
Well, I know that I like having a character that can hang back and hold a point for me. Um, the cool thing about him is that you know that he's eventually going to be able to use his big attack because your opponent can't just snipe him out before he gets to attack once he's injured because he's just going to become dazed and he doesn't need power to attack. And so they have to deal with the fact that eventually he's going to actually get the attack off. Mm-hmm. So if you, you, I see him getting slotted in as an alternate to Rocket in some lists. I think Rocket is better, on like, overall. But Bob's going to get slotted into the list that have a lot of board manipulation. Like, why would you play Rocket over Bob unless you're also going to take Groot for Deadly Duo? Mm-hmm. This just seems like a smaller package Rocket substitute. Like, if you don't want to take a Tactus card and you don't want to take Groot and you want a two-point model that can hang back and hold points but also has a big gun, um, I think this is an interesting option. Because you don't have to worry about, like, some long mover moving up and shooting him in the face and he like, oh no, Rocket got dazed and then I didn't have priority, so he died. Like, well, that's not a problem with Bob because he's just going to eventually get to attack. Uh, I wondered if this was going to be uh, the first uh, single point character because it's just a guy. Uh, I'm I really think it, I think it's not. totally fair. Been... So can yeah, you... I would have been very upset if he was one point. So because when he is on his backside... And he goes to dazed. Can you field dress him? Uh, yes, you could field dress him. Mm-hmm. Um, because the wording on field dressing is dazed character, not like healthy character. Um, let's see. I'll read you the exact wording on field dressing. It is a character. A character within two of a dazed ally character may spend four power to play his card. Remove the dazed token and one damage from the ally. Okay, so, so the interesting thing about okay. that is Bob says if this character does not have an activated token and would be KO'd by having damage tokens placed on it, it gains a damage token instead. During the cleanup phase, when you would flip this card normally, uh, instead the character is injured and loses three power. Uh, so as far as I'm following this, and let me know if you guys read this differently than I do, uh, it says to me that it basically cancels the attack that kills him. It doesn't say, like, reduce the damage or heal one. It just says would be KO'd by having damage tokens placed on it instead. So you don't place the damage tokens that would KO him? Am I wrong there? Or is it is it implying you only stop one damage? Or am I just missing that somewhere? I, I thought it would was be just KO'd by K- having damage tokens. Yeah, so if, if he's injured, right? So if he has three damage on him, he's killed. And so the wording is, if he would be KO'd by having damage tokens placed on him, instead it gains a daze token. So how would that interact with like a character getting power from the attack? Oh no, it doesn't say instead. It it just says if by having damage tokens placed on it, comma space, it gains a daze token, yeah, instead. And so instead of having damage tokens placed on it. So if you if you do three damage to Bob, does he just not take damage and gain a daze token? It looks like that's the point. I don't. Yes, I don't see how that couldn't be the case. So, oh, so look, uh, yeah, you would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep, you're right. And then during the cleanup phase, when you would flip, instead, uh, you remain on the injured side and lose three power. So yeah, you never heal any, but you don't. It looks like you don't take any of the damage that would have KO'd you. You just prevent the damage. So if uh, if, a, if a if a character did you know a zero cost gaining attack that like a strike they wouldn't gain any power from the strike because they technically didn't do any damage. Okay, or... so I wasn't pre- I wasn't prepared to answer this question, so let me open the rules book. I'm pretty sure they actually do. Okay. But that's just like a semantics wording thing. 
because um, I don't think you gain power for the damage token. You gain power for dealing damage. Right from from the calculation step, I think is what you gain the power for. Let's see here. All right, so calculate success and failures. Uh, step A: crits, wilds, and hits add to damage. Uh, step B: uh, crits, wilds, and blocks add to defense. Subtract the total number of defender successes from the total number of attacker successes. The result is zero unless the attack is a failure. If the result is greater than zero, the attack hit. The remaining number of successes is the amount of damage the attack will deal in the apply damage step. Step 11, resolve effects that happen before damage is dealt. Step 12, apply damage. The, def the defending character suffers the damage from the attack. A character can only take damage equal to its remaining stamina, and excess of damage is not applied. The character gains the amount of power equal to damage suffered. Actually, I don't think he will get power. The attacker is resolved. The resolve effects happen after the attack. Yeah, it sounds like you wouldn't so get power. Now, so, yeah, the question is just the wording on the gaining, and I'm pretty sure I know the, the wording on the gaining. I don't think you're going to get power. Huh. Uh, the, after this attack is resolved, the character gains power equal to damage dealt. Yeah, so you're... the Because the wording on damage dealt is damage applied. So, yeah. Because of the way the wording is, I'm pretty confident you're not going to get power for attacking Bob if you trigger but how. He's kind of an asshole. Like, he fucks over your opponent, for sure. Like, yeah. you can kill him if you want, but he'll just go dazed and you don't get shit for it. Congrats. Man, that's, that's a lot that's of so weird... Fun. I know they were really cautious about this wording. I know there's a lot of weird instances that it's going to bring up, but, like, instantly finding a weird one is, is kind of scary. Uh, so, field dressing... Yeah, because there'd be no reason you couldn't activate them, because he wouldn't be, have fatal damage and he wouldn't be dazed. So, I can't imagine that field dressing wouldn't work. Now, again, it kind of loses some value because, again, you're going to be able to activate him eventually. So it's just like, is it worth doing it right now for field yeah. dressing when you could use it on somebody else? Especially mm -hmm. not a two-point character. But, yeah, I think the functionality allows it to happen. Hmm. Yeah, he's oh, a... Oh, boy. He's, this is going to be a fun one. He's a weird model. Like, he just he just is weird. He's weird. Well, my favorite is, so when But How triggers, he doesn't gain damage for t power for damage either because he's not suffering damage. Yeah. And then he's going to lose three power. Like, he's never going to get to eight. Like, I'd be real. Right. This is like this is like a feat in War Machine. You need to hold this for the right moment, because if you use it too early and it's not effective, you are never going to get to use it again. Because also, how are you going to yeah. get eight power? Also, you can, as an opponent, if you see Bob, if you can flip him over to his backside, you know, even though he will eventually get to shoot the bazooka, when he does it, he'll auto-die, and he doesn't get to come back, because he'll have an activation token. Uh, right, right, yeah. So Yeah. Actually, um, you don't gain the activated token until the end of his activation. Oh, what, really? He can't kill himself on his uh, hold backside? On, hold on, hold on. Uh, now I have to check the rule book for... Because there is the, a definition of what happens when uh, a character oh, dies during their activation. <laughs> I just need to find that. I, I, oh, yeah. I know that you your activation ends if you would suffer fatal damage. Or become dazed. I just want to see the wording so I know what to say the answer is. I don't want to just give an answer that's wrong. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to the fun. episode where we, yeah. just, <laughs> we just figure out what the quit, hell Bob Quit does. asking useful questions. Just... Yeah. All right. So I need, I need to find out what page damage is on. Let's all just agree never to play Bob. Don't play Bob. <laughs> Can you please not play Bob? <laughs> just, just play Rocket, just, for Christ's sake. I just don't sake. want to look up how this works. All right, it's page 21. Uh, you guys can keep talking. I'll, I'll check so, back in when I get there. Um, I would suggest Nebula or Rocket 
or yeah. Okoye. Okoye is wonderful. Play Okoye. Don't fucking play yeah. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Just I play Wong a, soon... a lot. I enjoy Wong. Yeah, Wong's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, if someone puts down Bob, can you just ask them politely, can you please not play Bob? And then you explain the reasons of why they shouldn't play Bob. And then you kind of like, you know, gentleman's agreement, like, I know, bro, it would be cool, but let's just not do that today. And then, you know. I kind of oh. wish... I kind of wish the pick ban thing was a lot more prevalent in this game. Like the, the ability to choose characters and then ban enemy characters. I wish that was a lot more into this game. I think it would make like game selection very interesting, but the problem runs into, it's like, well, if I'm playing a team, because normally in games where you get to pick ban, there's not really teams. And so there, there are some, there's a lot of times synergies, but there's not like, well, these five characters work together. And it's like, that doesn't happen. So it's really hard to say that there should be. But it's like, what if you went in and you're like, well, you could nominate three characters in your list, in your roster that could not be banned. And then your opponent got to ban one. Something like that, maybe. That would, I think, make a lot more. Th- I mean, I don't think Bob would get banned, but you would. Or maybe they couldn't ban a character from your affiliation. I don't know. <laughs> but like, if you got some guy like running MODOK in like brotherhood or something you'd be like well i'm gonna ban modok you're like okay well you don't have to worry about that bullshit but and that would make people that play affiliated only lists a lot more um you know useful i mean obviously you're not gonna ban bob okay. because who gives a shit but like it's just annoying right but just as an example yeah okay so the wording is if a character is dazed during it its activation their activation immediately ends. Additionally, Day's characters cannot activate during the, the activation phase. It doesn't say anything about KO'd characters. <laughs> Rip. Which it should. I mean, Ghost Rider can KO okay, so your ass during your now, activation. Now you could, you could, I wonder if you could argue that there's a circular time loop here where it's like, okay, so order of events, Bob suffers lethal damage during his activation. Uh, so first thing that happens is, but how triggers, which gives him a Day's token. Uh, then this rule triggers the character damage rule, which says if a character is dazed during its activation, the activation immediately ends. But yeah, then but how's already had to have triggered, or else he wouldn't have the dazed token. Yeah, I don't think I, I think he's safe if he dies during his turn. Ugh. Unless it's is there an exception on his card that we just read over? The character does not have an activated token and would be KO'd by having damage tokens placed on it. It gains a day's token instead during the cleanup phase when you would normally flip this character card. As a result of day's token, it remains on its injured side. The character loses three power. If at any time he's your last character used. Yeah, I think he's safe. I don't think it's possible for him to die from his bazooka shot. Oh, shit. Hold on. It is possible. Uh, just not during his activation. Maybe this is why drop-off isn't allowed. <laughs> Oh God! That's a zero cost attack. <laughs> uh, also, uh, there's things like seeing red. Like seeing red would be legit with Bob. Yeah, You're like, it would. Oh, you killed Deadpool, Bob! Get him! It just like nukes your guy because he killed Deadpool. Like... <laughs> That'd be funny. Oh boy! Oh man! I'm super in on Bob now that I realize that there's a lot of effects that say make a zero cost attack. I'm glad. Face me, Bob. Oh, you don't want Bob to face you. <laughs> you know what? I think it's amazing that we managed to go through the exact, like, step by step, how everyone who loaded this card and looked at it just did, uh-huh. like, in the whole world. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's like, Excuse- what now? Okay, what? <laughs> no way. Okay, what? 
Yeah. For a two-point model. <sighs> All right. I'm very excited now. I'm very excited. Oh my yeah, God. I think he's I think he's worse than Rocket, but I think they're fairly comparable. Uh, the one one effective attack per game is going to be pretty limiting. Um, but how many effective attacks do you I kinda get wish... from a model that's like a two-point range model like that? Shit, man. Uh, Hawkeye gets two before someone comes and murders him. Like, he doesn't get that well, many. He's, he's three points. True. But I'm just saying, models don't get to attack that many times. Uh, Most models probably get to attack between like four and eight times. That models that attack anyway. Like obviously Wong doesn't attack that much, Mm -hmm. but like he's not supposed to. Um, How about we say actions used? Like like legitimate. The thing is, he does nothing else. No, he doesn't. That's my only thing because. Well, actually, so I'm. I'm I think the more apt comparison for him. (laughs) He kills. No, the more apt comparison for him (laughs) is Black Widow. Yeah. Because Black Widow is hard to kill, and she's like a two-point character, and that's I think the closest comparison. You know what's gonna happen? Because he's not Rocket. Rocket's Rocket is a turret. He sets up and blasts people repeatedly. That's all he does. Bob is an impossible to kill model that has a gun sometimes. So here's what he's gonna do. He gets two things. He gets to shoot, and then your next model, who's anywhere close to him, gets to take a three-point dodge roll. <laughs> Have at it. That is funny that yeah, he'll always you know he'll always be doing damage to other characters. He flings himself at somebody. Away. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, it is away from your target, so you can't just throw him anywhere, but yeah. And I can't imagine there's gonna be a whole lot of people standing behind Bob for many reasons. I tried but... to juice him up. Get in mm-hmm. there. Do it, I'm Bob. To feed him Do power it. With Wong. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be some silly combos oh, with yeah. this guy. I don't know that he's broken, but the but how is getting better and better every time we read it oh my god so so baseline like the thing is you know what like congrats on um amg like killing it with interesting models like this dude is interesting mm-hmm. i don't know if he's yeah. good mm-hmm. but i'm gonna give him interesting two thumb interesting two thumbs up yeah. like congrats like they did it okay yeah, I was very let down by the like interest level of Deadpool's card. Yes. It just felt very basic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is Deadpool? Like, I expected Dead... Like, this is the what we expected from Deadpool. How is oh, yeah. Bob more Deadpool than Deadpool? Yeah. And he's like ten times more Deadpool than Deadpool is. Like, Deadpool is just Zemo, but like with a gun. Like, yeah. that's that's just who Deadpool is. Yeah, odd, and I don't know yeah, if weird Zemo. they overcompensated yeah. for his model... Like, they made his rules fairly straight-laced. Like, there's a little bit of silliness on there, but not really. I mean, his card is very, like, bare-bones, generic combat model. Like, and then Bob is just off the charts crazy, like, weird. And so... Yeah. Bizarro. Yeah, it's just odd. Mm-hmm. Again, two thumbs up. Anyway, That's good. I think we're good with Bob. That's the space yeah. we need to play. I'm excited to play him, and I, do, I don't think he's broken, and I'm excited to play him. So For that's sure. a good... That's a hit. What what's so wonderful about this news is we are only a quarter of the way done. So here we go. God damn it. Uh, oh boy. Our our next X Force member who got uh teased with a panel to play this time, so we don't know her card yet, is Domino. Uh, I, I am really excited about Domino. She's one of my favorite MC characters. Um I have a lot of the stuff that she's in. And uh she's got exactly what you think, a bunch of guns and uh some mercenary moxie and of course her cool luck powers. So she's got automatic pistols, is what they say. So we'll, le- we'll likely see the same kind of automatic pistols we've seen in the game in other places. Uh, so she'll probably get to attack twice with them. Uh, a little shorter range, but consistently two shots. 
and then her bigger shot, which is um, uh, it's a grenade throw. It's got the ability. Uh, it's called lucky shot. I said, hold on, and a bunch of. Hold on, I'm reading it again. It says, in addition to a pair of and a bunch of grenades. Okay, so she's going to have automatic pistols, a bunch of grenades, and apparently the third ability, which is Lucky Shot. So maybe she'll have three attacks. Um, uh, yeah, she's definitely going to have three attacks. Right. If she doesn't kill so herself the... making an attack, I'm going to be I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> she will never do that. Uh, have you seen the movies? All right. uh, she nothing, nothing touches her. Um, basically, it's uh, probably going to have somewhere around six strength. Because um, this is two strength higher than the standard shot, but Lucky Shot deals energy damage. Her target can't gain power from the damage that they take, and if the attack produces at least one wild, they get stunned. So stun on a wild. Um, and she has my favorite part of her uh, kit, and I l- am in love with this because I love dice fixing. Um, one of her abilities is called Probability Manipulation. It's a reactive superpower. She can use any time she rolls attack, defense, or dodge. Spend any amount of power to convert any failure to a critical. Yeah. Ah, so good. So if you can keep power on her with some cool stuff like A-Force, um, that's going to be awesome. I want to stop and talk about this power I, manipulation for a second before we go on I don't the rest think you'll kid. need A-Force to keep power on her. But yeah, yeah, just think about doing the math because if she's in X-Force, she gets to reroll one attack die. So mm-hmm. if you're getting an attack die, plus your skulls count as crits, you're going to have a much higher odds of dealing damage with an attack. So you just attack with her basic, and she's going to build up power super quickly. Wait, why do her skulls count as crits? Is that what the, the probability control does? No, probability manipulation says she, she can spend um, spend power to convert failure to critical. So she has to spend power to do failures to crits. Yeah, you get power for playing the game, Parker. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, one, it's going to be like MODOK. Once you get some power, it's going to roll oh, into more I, I, power. I see, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. if, but... if you're attacking with her with her gaining attack, right? So she let's you say it's even only four dice. Well, four dice plus a reroll, plus you're going to have one or two power by, by your first attack in the game. Mm-hmm. And so then maybe up to two skulls that count as crits, you're going to generate much more hits than the average character. Therefore, you'll gain more power than the average character will attack, and you just roll that into more modifications. I, I like actually, I actually think she'll be balanced around the actual automatic pistols. I think she'll only get to shoot. I think she'll get to shoot twice and gain a power for each one. Every automatic pistol in the game does not gain straight power for damage. It's all get a pip of power. So I don't actually think she'll be able to convert the criticals that she gets with her basic attack into back into power. I think they'll actually balance her that way. Mm-hmm. If she wants That's to, sp- interesting. If she wants to spend power to true failure to criticals, she'll actually start to go down in power. That's why I thought putting her in somewhere like A Force, where you can make a character overflow with power very quickly, where power is never really a problem, but, that might be somewhere where she gets to see that being used more often. I would be really amazed if automatic pistols does power for damage. I would be because every other automatic pistol in the game does a single power. Yeah, but attack. I mean, I I guess I was assuming it was going to be a single attack, though. But you're saying it's going to have rapid fire. I think her automatic pistols will be the exact same as Black Widow and who's the other automatic pistol? Mystique. Uh, Mystique. Well, Mystique has pistol, which is why hers requires a special roll. Yeah. But yeah, the automatic pistol that is on Black Widow is just automatic rapid fire, gain one power per attack. Um, yeah. So yeah, if she has that, I mean, then you're potentially attacking four times. If you're rolling more than one skull per set of four dice, I, I mean, I guess, but you're you are getting power for powering up as well. So she's generating five right. power a turn. I think she'll be fine. Yeah. 
I think it's I think it's a power that'll actually happen a bunch, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, I really really like dice fixing. Um, is she one of the first first dice fixers? Just spend a power, turn a dice to what you want. I don't know of any. Uh, just off the top specifically of my head. changing others? it to what you want. Yes, but uh, Beast can yeah. spend power to reroll his dice. Um, yeah, lots of rerollers, but but I think this is the first dice true dice fixer. Turn the dice to the face you want, or to a face that success critical is a success. Um, well, I mean, if you're counting that, then anyone who spends power to count blanks counts. So yeah, okay, uh, there you go. Corvus Glaive, yeah, because you're talking about changing spending power to change one face to another face. Then yeah, mm-hmm. there are there's a precedent for that. Yeah, there's also uh, I. I also love this. There are a couple uh, characters in the game that actually do, it would do nothing to turn your failures to criticals. Like if uh, Vision hits you with Sensoid Avenger, it would actually do nothing. You're like, yes, I will spend a power to turn my yeah. failure into a critical. And he goes, okay, <laughs> because the critical mm-hmm. still counts as a failure. So there there may be more interactions in the game where your criticals are ignored. So that would be uh, something, well, something, also... something to think about if you're using that power. Don't forget, this power is on the downtrend. Because every other model released is going to have angelic ribbons, so I mean, it's basically worthless. <laughs> right. Does she have angelic ribbons? If she does not, I, uh, I'm very upset. It no. does not say she does not have okay, angelic good. ribbons. Okay, right. good. Right. It says she, she could have more power, so likely <laughs> angelic ribbons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Oof, so that was close. Her other her other innate superpower uh, called Things Tend to Go My Way. Um, Basically, it's kind of the the wild good luck that she just seems to follow her along. When she's attacking or defending, enemy characters do not roll additional dice for their critical results. So it's not that they can't fix their dice. It's not exactly ribbons, but it's close. You cannot explode dice off of criticals uh, against her when she's attacking or defending, which is not nothing. Not nothing at all. That Uh, That is something to note, yeah. Can't wait for the domino on domino battles when she comes out. Because everyone's yeah. going to be playing X Force. I, I actually think Domino is Domino it, making. It's difficult to spike against her because you have to use your flat dice, so you know your opponent's only going to have those dice, and then you can fix some of your dice. Uh, she's supposed to be a probability character, and in a probability based game, I think she's going to be strong because they they gave her probability stuff. I assume, but I'm curious what the timing is on her um, reactive power or probability manipulation because if it doesn't happen as you're rolling the dice, you don't get to roll extra dice. But I don't know if they reference that in. In the text, so I don't. Mm. I assume it's going to, but I, it, technically, it's possible that it doesn't. Uh, yeah, because any time she rolls, what they said here, so they, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, the the wording's not going to be specific enough to tell us. I assume it will be, but there's a small chance that it's just going to count as a hit, basically. Uh, I assume Domino's a three point character. Can we assume that, or do we think she's going to be a four point character? I'd be I'd be very surprised if she was a four, since Deadpool's a three. You think she'll be a three also? Is what you're thinking? Yes. Yes. I think Which means the faction's gonna be thirteen points. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's its own thing. Like yeah, you can't make Deadpool a three and then put any other characters out around him. Like that's like sacrilege, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Other other news. We uh, finally found out that uh, our podcast called it first. Uh, one of the uh, the mystery fuzzy girls that we were talking about a long time ago was, in fact, Sin, Red Skull's daughter. But <sighs> Brandon so was right. We already talked about that, but yeah. yeah. Brandon was right. I don't get my Wait. new Hydra faction. They're just going to keep making Cabal fucking 70 fucking characters, and it makes me sad. A-Force has what 70 fucking Parker? characters. 
I said, what were you trying to? I had to, to, what's I had to do a timestamp so I can cut that into every time you speak. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon was right. Brandon was right. I almost trolled you earlier for asking you uh, what the name of the new faction was so I could put it on our review list. But uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, we can't. There isn't one. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, I believe if I go to the videotape, and, I'm, and it doesn't actually exist in the videotape, but if we, if we go to the recording, I think I said it's entirely possible that you were correct. I just didn't want it. I just really didn't want it. And so I was wishing against wish, hoping against hope. But you were more correct than I was, for sure. You were correct. I was not. Um, so... Sid is going to be a new leadership character for the Cabal faction. Just saying it out of my face makes me sad. Um, she is uh, supposed to be kind of uh, well in the comics. In the in the comic book, she is a fully psychotic, very unbalanced lady, and so they try to make her character reflect that in some ways. Uh, I'll, since we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and talk about her Cabal affiliation ability first. Um, it's a little goofy. It's called Red Mayhem. Um, basically, Mayhem. what it says is during. Yeah, mayhem. Uh, Red mayhem. May mayhem. Uh, during each cleanup phase, after tabulating victory points, so after victory points and everything is done, Sin gets to roll a die for each objective contested by a friendly character. If the roll produces a hit, wild, or crit, she can push an enemy character. Sorry, each enemy character contesting that objective a short distance away. Red Mayhem also forces enemy characters holding assets within proximity of Sin's allies to drop their assets for the Cabal to scoop it up. And now that part of the thing actually confused me a little bit, because it says to only roll dice, to roll a die for each objective contested. But then the other part says uh, Red Mayhem also forces enemy characters holding assets within proximity of Sin's allies to hold drop their assets. So do you even have to roll for that? Each objective contested by a friendly character. So it, the the article is a little strange because they explain how the role gets lets you push uh, enemies away from objectives, but it doesn't say how you take or rather knock assets out of people's hands. I'm it's a, a separate sentence, Parker. Yeah. It's it, the it's so it's push them a short distance away. Period. Space. Red mayhem also forces enemy characters holding assets within proximity of sins allies to drop their assets. So it's completely unrelated ability. Okay. And so, so they are separated. It, so the key there is within a proximity of her allies. And so within some distance of her character, she's going to force you to drop objectives, right. which is huge. Like, that's which, crazy. Right. Which is, but do you think it's going to be linked to the another dice roll? Probably. Because it's supposed it to be part of It just says yeah, within it, a proximity of her characters. Right. Yeah. Is it, the mean, panel to play, it says it just happens. And if that's true, honestly. Geez. Honestly, I don't think it will be because every other drop objectives thing is 100% not dice dependent. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Venom Blast from Miles, um, the Siren's Call from Enchantress, all of that stuff is just like, it happens, get over it. Yeah. Like the, There's actually very few times they put randomization onto objectives, and it's usually the objective itself is the randomization. Mm-hmm. Like It will tell you what you have to do to get it. Yeah. So, what I, I mean... As soon as I uh, as soon as I read that, I went okay. Uh, a conditional ish ability, objective based. What do you guys think? This struck me as exactly like Brotherhood. There's the like very aggressive power gaining leadership, and then there's the very complicated objective based leadership available in the faction. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the factions that they plan on on filling out a lot more are getting 
like one combat leadership and one scenario leadership. And so that's it's interesting. I think that's going to be a trend we're going to see continue. Yeah, it makes sense. I bet our Captain America, or rather our Falcon Captain America, will likely have another objective thing for the Avengers to do similar treatment. That's an easy, easy prediction to make. Yeah, he, he will probably have some kind of scenario-based leadership. What will be interesting is if it works on multiple objectives. So if somebody's holding, like, two hammers, do you puke up both? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. Like, that's kind of crazy. Maybe. Yeah. Um, de- depending on the timing of this, uh, when it says for the Cabal to scoop up, do you actually get to immediately spend a power if an objective drops next to you during that phase? No, I, I don't believe so. I think okay. the intent is that you you force either you force them to use their priority in a in an unfortunate way, or you take advantage of your priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does say drop their assets, um, but maybe I don't know. Maybe they're referring to the plural. <laughs> of characters and not the plural of assets i don't know get ready to get fucked jeremy <laughs> drop all your shit <sighs> whatever Tell you what, though playing the worthy with with uh cabal is gonna get a lot more enticing when uh, your opponent can't hang on to them for a long period of time I, I like i like a shift in the game in this way i think that's really cool um because if worst case scenario you don't have priority that turn but they puke them up I mean, so you're going to lose half of your objectives, right? Like, you just lose half. It's not like all of it, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to plan for that shit. Like, that's what will happen. Well, I was going to point out as well, depending on the the wording of this, she'll be able to trigger the push to push your character with an objective token towards her army to then trigger the proximity to make you drop it. Mm-hmm. so i don't know what the proximity range is going to be it could be range one like we don't know it could be range three probably not i hope not because that would be freaking terrible no uh it'll be yeah it's it's probably gonna be range one maybe range two i i think range one is range one seems it, it should be real. hard to trigger that yeah range... and i want to say enchantresses is range one as well right yeah the kiss is range one and range one is intentional right like range two is yeah. like Oh, oh, I'm within range there's, two. Cool. There's no accident on range one. No, range yeah. one mm-hmm. is like, I'm up in your grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can both contest to the same objective and not be within range one. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's actually, my, as soon as I thought about it, like how this could stuff your opponent and, and really ruin their day, all of it's like simultaneously in one turn. Then I immediately yeah. thought, okay, yeah, if they make this really short range, that will actually be fairly difficult to manage in multiple models. And I, as an, I, as a, an opponent can do something i say it like i'm never going to play this faction but i as an opponent could do something about it right if i knew it was coming i could do something to end my turn not in range one of some of of one of them to make sure this wasn't going to happen to a model like it's mostly them taking advantage of uh order of activation because if you activate Mm -hmm. your important character early and leave them somewhere then they can just run like a crossbones up and stand next to you and you're gonna look like an idiot when they he steals three of your worthy hammers and you're like oh no (laughs) That's an oxymoron. Run your crossbones. <laughs> no, he'll be running. It's just because that's the only way he can move an entire short maneuver. <laughs> I assume that there will be a new crossbones that comes out. Crossbones 2, like Electric Boogaloo, and he'll like have robot legs <laughs> and hands, and he'll be able to move at like you know place 2, which is like slightly slower than, than like Rage 2. Like, I don't know. So, some other sin, sin stuff we know. Oh no! Hold on. I actually have oh, one. Oh. I have two more things I wanted to say on the leadership. Okay. 
First off, um, we like to draw comparisons to things that they release, and then when they duplicate similar effects later on, for example, Angelic Ribbons, uh, which, by the way, I was going to call it for Domino, you could call it um, Luck Streaks, because it's lucky like streaks. You know, ribbons yeah, of luck. Yeah, yeah lucky like streaks. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh, so because Enchantress was basically the last thing released, then conveniently the next release that we're talking about is going to be range one drop your objectives like or potentially range one drop your objectives Mm -hmm. so that makes me kind of assume it's going to be range one and and i'm gonna be very surprised if it's not and then the second thing is i feel like this leadership is going to be specifically punishing to low model count lists because it's going to give you board manipulation against those people for standing on objectives and it's going to take their extraction points which means that they're punished for having priority because you're gonna be able to completely ruin their scenario chances if they've got a low model count because they're gonna have to spend activations and valuable power picking up these objectives and the action economy of moving back to the secure points is gonna be very punishing to low model count lists like if you got three models and you're spending half your action just walking back to secure points that's gonna be horribly punishing and so that's why i took away from this well, a lot of a lot of low bottle count lists also have range, so they may not care to be a, just a little bit further back. But sure, if but if they're contest, giving up all their extracts and their secures, the game's not going to last very long. Yeah, they can also those usually three model count lists. I'm I'm not convinced because three model count lists can always just daze my character that's contesting. Like they don't actually have to get close to it; they can just remove them. Sure, but it's just because usually the problem with the if you're just going to play a hundred percent kill mode, you have to still stop your opponent from scoring. And if they're taking all the points and all the extracts, that's that's going to be a lot harder to do. Yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> I've seen too many. I've, I've seen I've seen Magneto go. Oh, is that a guy you have? That can't. I'll happen. delete him. Oh, I'm, my activation's not done. I'll just I guess I'll delete this other guy too. Like I've seen that happen too many times. Um, all right. So other things she can do. She also has apparently an autom- one automatic pistol. So we don't know what that does. Uh, but maybe it's just a gun uh, or maybe it's an automatic pistol with a rapid fire but um she has a uh, attack called make it personal it's a physical attack uh it's a strength six and if she gets a critical and wild she adds what's called insult to injury it allows her to immediately follow up with a second make it personal without paying its power cost switches the attack type from physical to mystic because she's hitting you with rage basically um and i think that's really adorable that it's, it's flurry, <laughs> but it turns the, the second attack into mystic because she's just screaming at you, going full Karen at you. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, so Yeah, I very much like this. It's basically just twist the knife, right? She just has twist the knife on the attack. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Uh, and she's, the, she's, criminals. The, she's yeah. the perfect character to have that kind of ability, right? Because she is exactly that kind of twisted, just absolutely demonic lady. Um, it reminds me of the scene from Mastermind when the main character is like he's taught the the kid he's turned into Superman like and they're fighting and so and in the middle of the scene he's like and they're like they're they're fencing and he's like all right now let's do some witty banter you go first and he's just incoherent screaming attempting yeah. to murder him and he's I just don't like know what to do all right that. we'll work on that. <laughs> That's no. what it reminds me of. She's just like they're like busy fighting, and she's just like incoherent screaming. Yep. It's like die. <laughs> uh, and and finally, we have the PS de resistance. The reason you play sin mm-hmm. if you activate her within range four of a crossbones that doesn't have his activation token. 
Yeah. He gets to immediately activate right after her. What? Oh, what? shit. For the, let the record show Parker has his hands up in the air like he just doesn't care. <laughs> this is amazing. Groundbreaking. How sarcastic can I be? Like, How many just, I'm just curious. Uh, can how carry? official... How how official do we have to make Modok marrying Magneto for them to double activate? Like, if all it takes is a ring, let's just make this happen. Like, like <laughs> let's just get as many people married as we can so that we get all the free activations. Like, how? I, I don't want this to turn into a reoccurring theme. I mean, we already have the one power couple. Like, do we need two? Are they married though, well, or the, are they the, just like no? They're they're no, they're not married. They're just they're they are very very often together. They are both. Uh, well, Crossbones was a really consistent lackey of Red Skulls. Like he's he works yeah. with them a whole lot, and so um, because Red Skull treated his daughter, you know, tried to turn her into a, a psychotic nigga bitch weapon. Uh, Crossbones was one of the only people who kind of took pity on her and formed anything sort of like a relationship, like a friendly relationship. Like he's her, he, he's just her friend because he kind of pitied her and this horrible thing that her his dad was doing to her, even though she like you know sadistically enjoyed it. Uh, so, this seems like the plot of Batman Three. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Bane, yes. It's the, just the, Bane the, and yeah, Talia. Raza, yeah, Talia Al Ghul and Bane. Their relationship is very, very similar to that. Um, is Bane also slow? Is Bane also slow and worthless? Uh, <laughs> Bane is very slow. Uh, okay. Yeah, Bane is really okay, slow. Just checking. I don't Not think Tom I, Hardy I think I, I don't think I saw him run once. Not yeah. Tom Hardy yeah. Bane. No, no, no. Not my Tom Hardy. He's fast. That guy. W- that guy was fairly quick. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. He's, uh, he's I was gonna fast. say that guy threw hands. I heard that Tom Hardy exclusively <laughs> plays Crossbones in Marvel oh, Crisis Protocol. No. <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> so. I won't. Get so up. he could play Bane, Crossbones, and Venom potentially. That would be amazing. <laughs> what a so, collection of three bad guys. But I don't think he actually would. No, I don't think he's gonna play. No, I don't he's think he's playing. gonna. He's we, not playing Crossbones. No, no. He's playing crossbones when he back. no no when, when he plays this game is what I'm saying when 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 Tom oh, Hardy I plays yeah, I Marvel see Crisis Protocol Tom Hardy plays Crisis Protocol but he only plays three point character called Crossbones yeah. that's only like, <laughs> Crossbones all I Crossbones see what you mean. all the time and now he will also play Sin because you know dynamic mm-hmm. duo there okay but we we joke a lot because of how how silly this is is this is just feels like such a joke I don't. Get it. it just feels like the worst six-point character in the game is just Sin duct taped to crossbones. I would just guess. <laughs> yeah. That is probably true. It's, it's like... like, if you were going to form a Mecha Shiva, it would not be with these two characters because the foundation is so weak. So the like, only... you, It might be yeah. a good top, but like, if they're chicken fighting in a pool, like he's going to drown. Like, There's no way around it. So is this the equivalent of like your cousin has a sheriff? Like he's a sheriff, and then he comes to you and says, uh, "My boy needs a job," and you're like, "Well, I don't know about that." <laughs> and then he's like, "No, no, no, you probably ought to get my boy a job." That's crossbones, and you're like, and you're like "Fuck!" <laughs> All right, give him a job. God damn it! Like that's crossbones, right? Nice. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, that's that's. That's some sin stuff. Um, is it weird? I uh, after I read her stuff, and I part of it was immediately me being, you know, uh, upset that there was no such thing as a Hydra faction because I wanted to see that. But um, besides her leadership ability, which is cool, uh, I am very uninspired by her. Uh, it is it, maybe it's just because the Crossbones thing is so wimpy, but. I think she'll be fine. I, I, I'm expecting her to be a three-point leader from what we've seen. Like, she doesn't seem to do anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but of course we don't know very much about her card but i'd be excited to look at maybe doing a more because uh who's the other one it was uh, madam viper was the other one yep. that we don't know anything about yet we don't know anything so about it looks like if we're getting more releases for for cabal it we will see another side of cabal that is not like uber character and it's more like you know synergy based like you know higher model count because if mm. we're getting because then if crossbones zemo um uh bullseye sin maybe um what's her name madam viper like you'll get like maybe five three-pointer less characters like all of a sudden mm. you can do a very filled out roster that isn't just modok magneto and and red skull that eats up all of your points right and so so i think there'll just be a whole new take on cabal coming out soon and that, that seems interesting to me it'll revitalize the faction and it will stop being the same list every time uh also my one of my favorite um things about her uh, reveal actually is her her model i wasn't excited about her model but their card art which was revealed like her actual character on the card is perfect like she, she looks, looks like crazy yeah she looks she's got a butcher knife for it's like a giant combat butcher knife and like yeah. a it's not just a regular automatic pistol it's like this pseudoscience you know uh, yeah. energy pistol and she's mm-hmm. like in this dominatrix outfit and her eyes look super yeah, crazy eyes. yeah you her can see eyes, the white like all the way around uh-huh. she's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she's got that she has big and she's got a big ass like toothy smile on like mm-hmm. she looks so terrifying i really yeah. like her because in the comics she is great like she's a really cool character in the comics and that's who she is they did whoever did this art hats off you you knew yeah. who sin was and you did a good job mm-hmm. um so yeah, that I was like very the knife a lot. Unfortunately, yeah. the model, yeah, the model just looks like a dagger. Yeah, the model the, the is, is really cool. I wish the model had that cool, like uh, the cool gun and the cool knife, and it just—I know it's hard to translate those directly, but whoever did the art is just—it's perfect. Well, don't um, forget, sometimes the model they show us is not the model we get. Uh, okay. Okay. If anyone's not familiar, go look at the Hella box art and then look at your Hella model. There are a lot of differences that you didn't realize. Hmm. So. Finally, I think we're ready for the big one. Man, I am so pumped. Uh, and I am so excited to talk about this because Jeremy is not so pumped. Oh, that's right. We got... What? Jeremy is not so pumped. And uh, this is why I'm excited to talk about it. We got Cable Card. Oh. So we learned a lot yeah, of things about Cable. I'm with Jeremy. Let's just not talk about this. Uh, God dumb. damn it. You cannot... <laughs> you are not going to blackball me like you did with Angela again. It's not going to happen. I am... I was, and that's uh, all the time we have for, no! Thanks for tuning in. Cable activates, <laughs> domino, like cable ap- activates, and then bullseye immediately activates afterwards. What are you going to give us? Go. <laughs> I think I actually only vaguely skimmed this, so this will be semi-informative to me as well. Go ahead. Okay, so cable. Uh, I'm going to go in some details because he's you know he's kind of a PlayStation. He only does everything, but um, there are some things about his you card have, that we you've definitely got to did... stop saying that. <laughs> He, I, I, he does. He does. Um, it's a motto. So, uh, what's the motto with you? Whoops. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, gonna kick him from the call. Parker's gonna <laughs> leave now. The um, so he's a five point character. Some things we didn't know about him is uh, he's sh- uh, speed short. Uh, I think he's. It looks is that is that a large base or a medium base? He's medium base. base. He's We've medium known base. he's been a medium base for like three months. Right, right. So he's a medium base, but he has short speed. His even though he's a size two, um, they said he was going to have high stamina. He has six on his front side and seven on his back side. 
His defensive stats are three physical, three energy, four mystic. Uh, uh, Brandon called it. I agreed, and Jeremy was wrong that he does have a five uh, range five basic attack with five dice. So he has basically has rockets gun with wild incinerate, which we don't think we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, wild I believe I guessed he gun. was going to have a. I, I believe I guessed he was going to have six power or six might or whatever they call it six six strength on the attack. And uh, mm-hmm. but I did not foresee the wild incinerate. But I think I mentioned that it could be five dice with a wild effect. That's pretty good, like Pierce. Right. Uh, wild incinerate uh, is pretty it, good. It's not Pierce, yeah. but it's it's pretty good. Also, the fact that you double tap it, and uh, so far a lot of the incinerates we have in the game are not on basic attacks. Um, I think uh, right yeah. now we have Crystal and him are the only two incinerates Toad. on basics. So Toad is not on his basics. It's not. Oh, but yeah. it, it okay. No, no, it's on it. His special, I want to say, only costs two, but yeah, it's um, his acid spit does the incinerate. Oh, but, but it's, it's not, not random. It always it's not random. It. Yeah, that's his deal. Oh, okay. uh, always, I guess always Ghost Riders, Ghost Riders does not cost power, but it's on his beam, which doesn't gain him power. So I don't, I don't think you'll see that very right. much. Um, um, so, so you heard it here first, guys. Toad better than Cable. Just write that down. Done. Put that in your notebook. Close the book. Putting Toad on now the list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we know that his his second attack has actually been clarified, and I, there is actually a distinct difference between what it says here and what it said in the pa- uh, panel to play, because uh, uh, oh no no it doesn't. Oh, it's it just the no, way it's, it's read. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is the same as the panel to play. It's just the way you read it, you might think about it a different way. And I actually learned this in a it, game with Jeremy I just played. But basically, it's an AoE around himself. It costs six power to play. It's a seven dice attack. If the attack does damage after the attack is resolved, remove one damage from cable. Uh, that yeah. doesn't happen just once, though. It's every single dice yeah. roll counts as an attack. So you would get to roll, the, remove one. The way any of the attacks that can generate multiple attacks work is you perform mm-hmm. the attack multiple times. So mm-hmm. all of the things that trigger, trigger multiple times. And we also know that the only thing that changes on his backsides, beside his health, is that attack. The Scanny Sun does exactly the same profile on his back, except it also has on a wild and, it looks like wild hit. It's kind of hard to see here with this image. Um, it looks like the wild and a hit, yes. it causes yes. stagger. Just stagger, which is super cool. An AoE stagger cool. around himself on a wild and a hit against the character. Um, so... Uh, did you guys have anything you wanted to say about Ascani Sun? I don't know if it's going how often it's going to happen because he seems like a ranged powerhouse. But if anybody, yeah, if anybody comes to him, he could just stagger him, I guess, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think he's got better uses for his power. It's not an automatic stagger. If it was just right. always stagger, that'd be pretty cool. Right. Um, yeah, this is probably the least interesting thing about him, even though it's a pretty cool attack. I just don't think it's going to get used. Yep. Uh, we knew already his affiliation. He lets him. Uh, let's all alloyed. L- sorry. Affiliation for X-Force lets all alloyed. All, uh, he has an alloy. God, uh, I hope they add Colossus to this faction soon. <laughs> Each ally character uh, gets to reroll one die in their attack rolls once per turn. So not every single attack, but once per turn. Uh, so a lot worse than Inhumans, uh, but similar. Um, That's uh, way better than Inhumans' ability, I think, but sure. Really? Inhumans get to reroll one dice on every single uh, attack. That's not their leadership ability. No, it's their, yeah, you're right. Yeah, You're right. It's a leadership Sorry. ability. You're right. Which means that you, they don't have to be X-Force characters to get this bonus. True. And that means you can put an Incubate yeah. on them and they get to reroll two dice. Haha. Yeah. Um, See? So he has Body Slide by one, which is uh, a self-teleport uh, place within two. So even though he's only speed short, if he spends two power, he can place within two once per turn. Uh, so he's a little bit more maneuverable. And it is a place. 
and so he could get to a better position to shoot um, with his medium base sides and a place within two and range five. It means that you're going to actually have to move pretty far away from him to not get tagged twice by the plasma rifle. He's can yeah. pretty consistently get two plasma rifle shots off. Um, uh, Omega level threat is his cool throw that lets uh, very similar to Magneto lets him spend one to f- uh, to four power. Uh, does uh, only ch- throws terrain uh, equal to or less than the size of power he spent. Does does Magneto's work within three as well? It is, is it also it is three? exactly Magneto's throw, but he can only use his once a turn. Okay. Um, and it is, yeah, it is throw medium, but within range three of Cable. Again, one more reason why Cable should, you know, almost always get to stand still and do his thing. He'll be able to do affect yeah. the board to a long way. Also, Magneto can throw long. I didn't realize he couldn't throw long. Okay, yeah, sense. this is throw medium. Um, a little worse. We knew about, yeah, we knew about the telekinetic shield as well. It's been two power to add two defense dice to uh, friendly within three if they're being attacked, uh, or himself. And the thing, one of the things we did not know, very important, he is also basically an Asgardian. It's called techno-organic virus suppression, but during the power phase, he automatically gains an additional power. Um, and then he has immunity to poison, super important. Uh, I do not know why he has immunity to poison, but he apparently Everyone is. has immunity to poison. This is such <laughs> I, a dumb I don't rule. Understand. Why is this uh, I, part of the game? I do not understand. They could have made this game better by just deleting the word poison from all references of the game because yeah. they wasted so much ink printing that word and it basically means nothing. Like, yeah. it's such a terrible negative effect and so many characters have immunity to it. It's like, what the fuck's the point? That's really weird. By the so, way, how is the guy with the disease immune to poison? Like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Uh, everything about that doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. Maybe there's a comic out there where, like, did you know Cable was immune to all poisons? It's a secondary mutant power. I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen that. Um, also, his eye glows. <laughs> yeah, also yeah, also his eye glows. Yeah. So, right. um, he so, seems... I want to talk about is, him all day. Go ahead. The Teleconnect shield is just the same as Doctor Strange's shield which is what we expected. Uh, Techno-organic virus suppression, where he gets two power, is obviously good because he can always use his body slide by one. Um, Honestly, he's got a whole lot of words here, but I see a a lot of the problem that I see with Thor, and since they're the same point cost, this is, I think, kind of relevant. Uh, They basically don't have a go-hard mode, they have a go-mode. Like, they're, they're very good all the time, but they're never great. Like, he has a lot of cool stuff he can do. And admittedly, he can throw stuff, but it's kind of like Thor. This Thor is a very good representation of this guy. He just is always going to hit you for five dice twice plus wild incinerate, and then he's going to throw something at you, and that's going to be the turn. Like it, he is very good, I think, but it's he lacks the ability to be like, all right, well, I absolutely have to do six damage right here. Like, well, he's screwed. Like it's very unlikely that he's going to be able to pull that off because he can't. Like he doesn't have the warrior of legend. He doesn't have you know glaive's edge. He doesn't have flurry he doesn't have that ability to go way above his average to try and do something great but he has a lot of really cool really fun really good rules and so i'm i'm excited to play him i'm really excited to play him out of x-force actually um i think x-force will be a fun faction uh mostly just because of the flavor of x-force i think it'll be fun to put them on the table and play with them but without seeing their their tactics cards and everything they can do i'm really uh i'm excited to play him actually in you know my favorite thing, Avengers. I like to I like stacking up abilities that happen on opponents' turns to really use cap, uh, Cap's ability. Uh, telekinetic shield. Uh, I know it it is very similar to Doctor Strange, so you could put Doctor Strange in your list to do the same thing. 
However, I really do like both. him. What? Go ahead. Just do both. Yeah, <laughs> four you extra could do dice both. on all defense rolls. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, and, it's happening. Yep. And so the Jeremy fact is that so mad. yeah, the fact that he gets two power and he's going to be cheaper than Doctor Strange to get the power generation that he has. Uh, he's always going to have power to do this between his regular rifle. I've been playing Avengers a fair amount recently, and uh, the list that I'm currently playing would probably just be better with Cable than any combination of three and two-point characters I can think of right now. Um, that being said, he he fits into Avengers because of what you just said. He's not super flashy. He doesn't go over-the-top damage. And Avengers is one of those factions that kind of grinds you out. They are yeah. they are a stone that you break against over and over and over and over again. They win by uh, long periods of time and you not being able to take them down. And Telekinetic Shield popping for one power every turn is going to make it so difficult to remove their already difficult-to-remove characters. Imagining giving you know uh, Captain America four extra defense dice on his backside or Black Panther two extra defense dice on his front on his front. Uh, it's just it's going to be very obnoxious and the fact that he can do this from behind the faction. So and devoting a lot of attention to him specifically is not going to be a cakewalk, which is one of the things that um, sometimes when you put one guy uh, behind the Avengers and they're like a supporting type character, they may not be contributing any damage or just helping people in the front. And you don't want them close to the fray because you're trying to keep your core of your Avengers squad intact. You, 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 you win by surviving longer than your opponent can against your erosion of damage. And he's going to be, I think, I think going to be really, really good at that because of his incredibly long reach and the fact that he's also supporting so well. Uh, and the fact that he has a throw and the faction needs a throw or two. And not that they don't have them. It's just nice that he has that already on his package and he can do it from range. I think no, he's going to be Avengers. In my... Avengers lack throws out of the really expensive characters, right? So I think, um, I think he slots like as soon as I read his kit, and then I saw that he got two power a turn. I was like, oh my goodness! And I was just like, this is going to be so strong for the Avengers squad, exactly the one I'm playing right now. So that's why I got pumped about him, not because I think he's going to be a another. He's he's not another Magneto or Modok for sure, but. Um, he does uh, he does a lot of things if you want to play kind of a slow grindy super consistent game and you want to see him do just just do his thing over and over again with a great toolbox I, I like it a lot I am very excited for cable I'm I actually I was super uh didn't care about the fact that all these releases got pushed back I was like ah, okay fine I have plenty of things to play right now I haven't played half the characters in this game um but then as soon as I thought those cards, I was like, oh, no, pushed back an extra month. No, I want it now. I want it now. Um, so, Jeremy, now you know why Brandon and I are excited. Why are you un- unexcited? I want to know. What 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 didn't teacher taught her? Um, well, I don't think he added anything new to the game. I think he splashed in things that already exist. He's kind of an amalgamation mm-hmm. of different things that are interesting on other characters. And yeah, he does like all of them kind of at the same time. I think he's going to be massively power hungry. Um, I think he doesn't help his own faction very much. Uh, the faction bonus kind of sucks. Uh, just rerolling one. I mean, shit, put Zemo in there. Who gives a shit? Um, but I think he's going to land in other factions and be a total nightmare. Um, again, Avengers is one of them. Uh, give him a bodyguard or what he's like an unkillable motherfucker. Like he can put himself right back on the point. You push him off. 
Um, the only thing he does not do is he doesn't help you with get a guy off the point. Like, he won't help you score because he can't move anybody. He can kill somebody. He can try and kill somebody. He can do his best. But he simply cannot move a thing. Um, so wherever that lands, who knows? Uh, and I love Cable. Like, uh, I've been an X-Force New Mutants fan for, like, a million years. And I love the guy. I think he's cool. Um, Leafield drew him up, and he's been a badass ever since. Uh, but, you know, on, I, I like characters that lean really hard into one thing or another. I don't like characters that are kind of like a toolkit. Um, he's a Swiss Army knife, which better players than myself will be able to utilize and, and do awesome things with, I'm sure. Again, he can become nigh unkillable. Like, I'm certain of it. There's there's ways and factions to put him in. Put him in Wakanda. Like, put him in spiders. Like, God help you in spiders. I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. But, eh, you know, as an interesting character to play... I like a character that can spend 10 power beating you to death. Like, kill two kill two models with 10 power. Like, that's yeah. what I like. But with 10 power, what can he do? He'll attack twice, throw some shit, and move. Eh. You know, he can't make, like, monster attack, monster attack, and then move him. I, I don't know. It's just not my game. Um, but he might appear in a list or two, like, as a mercenary in a different list. I wish X-Force had kind of a different kind of leader but whatever that that's my deal i mean again they seem to be filling out these factions pretty well so we might see another x-force leader probably not soon but it's possible it's fine um, it's fine again yeah i don't like the fact that they were just kind of like what's his what's the faction gonna do oh let him re-roll an attack die i fucking hate that yeah like, that, leader that leadership's pretty bad um, but that being said, like, I don't know that they actually are known for being like a particularly strong synergy unit. Like they kind of just are a bunch of good badasses, like that kind of work together. Right. Like, sure. Are they known for their, like their teamwork or anything? Um, I don't know. I guess my point is do something interesting. Like don't do something that's like, yeah, kind of like, what can we give you? Sure. What can we give you? Uh, mm -hmm. here's this. Eh. If they're going to do stuff like this where it's like, well, one attack die per turn is better. I'd like to see it's like pay one power to treat one die as a critical or something. Yeah, like, something like cool. Once per turn or like something, something cool. Like at least the defenders, like even though their uh, ability is pretty lame, like it's yeah. at least cool and interesting. It's like, oh, one of my attacks becomes magical and, and hexes you. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Like it's it's something unique. It's like, like reroll one die per turn. It's like well, that's pretty lame. You can get that yeah, in so, so many I different think ways. Part of it, yeah, yeah. Or if it was like if it was even like the spider foes. Like I think spider foes ability is better than this. Like rerolling a defense die is way better than rerolling an attack die because the odds of success are are not fifty percent. Mm -hmm. And so rerolling a die that only has a three and eight chance of working is way better than rerolling a die that has a fifty fifty shot because rerolling a defense die is like seventy percent chance of a failure. Yeah. And so it's way more efficient than re-rolling. Although they have to spend power, this is free. So, I mean, the effect is better, the cost is worse. It's a thing. But back to what you were saying, I actually appreciate that they're trying to make abilities similar. Like, obviously, Monotony is lame, but I like that the Omega Threat, you know, is basically like another power we've seen. It's got some changes for, for efficiency and, and effectiveness. But, like, Teleconnect Shield is just a carbon copy of the Mystic Shielding from... Doctor Strange. The additional power is pretty standard. Um, slide, body slide by one is just literally Gamma Leap from Hulk. 
And mm-hmm. so, like, there's just copy, like you said, there's copy developer abilities. But I appreciate that if you have a large enough pool of abilities, that's fine if you reuse a lot of stuff. Because I don't want to know, like, I don't want to get to playing War Machine or where in like 40k and fifth edition where it's like every model had its own unique rule and every time you play it's like well until you play this four times you're not gonna be able to play against it because it's just so weird like oh i didn't know you could move your model like that i guess i lose like i, I would rather see stuff and so I, yeah i i would rather see cable at i mean i hate to say it I, i'd rather see him at six points and then let you reroll two dice mm-hmm. give me something that's fucking like now that's a leader for you. I oh, yeah. When it comes to the leadership ability, I think with how strong he is currently, and I haven't played with him, and the developers have, so clearly they know more than I. But personally, I feel like just always rerolling one die on all attack rolls would have been fine. I don't see how that's broken. We have we have rerolled defense dice on every defense roll, and you can reroll skulls on all abil- on all rolls like. How it like? I don't see how that'd be broken. We haven't the cable's the closest thing to broken we've seen in X Force so far, but even then, I don't think he is. And that the reason I don't think he is is because of what you said earlier. Is he's going to be extremely power hungry? I think mm-hmm. because he's going to get some power off of attacking, but even if he's getting four power a turn off dealing damage, which would be pretty good for for a five dice attack. Um, He's got a lot of expenditures on power, and because his damage is not very high, it's only like above average, you're going to be using his throw, I think, every time it's available, which will just immediately soak most of that power on your income. So it's going to, he's not going to be able to be throwing out teleconnect shields everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even in Avengers, it's going to be a lot easier, but it's not going to be like, well, it's Doctor Strange, everyone gets it. It's like, well, Doctor Strange has three attacks that he gets to reroll dice on and generates two power. It's like, and he also gets power anytime he rolls a block. Like he has way more power generation than Cable at his best, and so uh-huh. I just and and even Doctor Strange can't always shield people. He just does a, a decent amount. So I, I don't I don't think he's going to be able to shield everybody like it sounds like he will be able to. Um, but yeah, I think he's good. I don't think he's bad. I I just think it, there's there's a lot of options here, and you're always going to want to throw because damage is good. Damage is always king. So I, dealing more damage is the most important thing. I think adding two yeah. extra defense dice. Go, go roll two defense dice. Let me know how many damage it saves you. Like it's it is good, but it's not like perfect. Like you're probably better off with a healing ability, which is why Doctor Strange is so good because if, even if you fail it with the dice, he gets to take the damage off. So so would you say? And I mean from what we know and see the cards and all that and and know of the game he seems to be one of the most balanced like leadership leaders in the game like he's very very balanced he kind of really does he helps he can touch you from range five he can throw some shit at you like he's very very balanced like you can't take this model off the board in a couple hits either like yeah he's, he's pretty healthy so and that's good. That's good for the game. Like you can tell a player that you know hasn't played very much, try cable, see how that goes. Because regardless of what happens, you're not going to be able to deal with cable within one or two turns. Like it's going to take you a bit, which is cool. That's cool. It just isn't my deal. Yeah, I wonder if there's a reason they did one die per turn and not just one die per attack. I wonder if there was like some. I guess if Domino has the count skulls as crits and get one reroll per attack that could get out of hand with her efficiency. And maybe that's what they were worried about, but if they just did all attacks, it doesn't yeah. seem, 
doesn't seem like that would have been broken and i feel like that would have been a lot more engaging i don't know i i basically i'm looking at like a b minus c plus on cable so far like he seems solid he's not bad he's not broken but i mean it might be better on the table than in text so you know, you know what, who knows and you know what's funny uh, when, as soon as I saw his his uh, sorry, I knew, we knew what his leadership ability was, but I, as soon as I was yeah. thinking about Avengers, I don't mind that his leadership ability is so underwhelming because it makes me more happy about putting him in other factions. Sure, I mean like he's something... more of a mercenary anyway. Right, that's what I mean. Like I feel like I don't mind that he has a has a subpar one because then when I put him somewhere else, I'm not ah, but I'm losing this awesome leadership ability. Uh, like I, if you're if you're playing, you know, Captain America, you want to play Avengers too because that leadership ability can can do such cool stuff. So, uh, same thing about Red Skull. Putting Red Skull in another faction could seem kind of strange because you're like, why am I spending four points for this character when their their uh, leadership ability is so strong and enables so many cool things in the game? And since Cables doesn't really enable much of anything, I'm totally fine putting this awesome yeah. character because I, I the reason I like a the reason I like his kind of hodgepodge of stuff is he, I feel like he is a really good example of a three-point character and a two-point character kind of rolled together. Like, he's got Rocket's consistent gun, and he's got some cool support abilities that you'd pay two points for in a, you know, in a, in a, a single character, and he's just got them rolled together. And then on top of that, he has that really cool throw. I think the throw is actually on in addition to that, which is why I think his, his point cost is actually really uh, aggressively low. I do think he's going to be power hungry, but the fact that he gets two power a turn, if he starts the if he starts the first engagement with four power in Avengers, I actually don't see him running low very often. I think he's going to get to use his stuff a bunch, unless he's unless he's just throwing you know giant things every turn. But well, even if you're only throwing size two things, like his hit as soon as you start throwing every turn, his expenditure is equal to his gaining. And so then you're getting as many telekinetic shields as you deal damage, basically. Half as many as you deal damage. So if he does four damage, you get one telekinetic shield, or two telekinetic shields. It's like, eh. And that, that's if you never body slide. It, it's okay. So uh, I, I don't know. I was immediately looking at playing him in either like Defenders or Cabal to mess with his attack and make it maybe better. And then also, obviously, getting double shields potentially is really abusable. So I guess one thing that I was thinking about that I don't dig about him is usually when a leader comes out, I always try and think of who you can abuse with the new leadership. And with him, I'm like, like who cares? Man. Like, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's okay. definitely not the problem here. No. Yeah, yeah. So that might be why I kind of like, eh, you know. Now it might be kind of like Guardians, where their their leadership ability is they have good characters. Yeah, like really, right? Like I could take that. You know, winging it is great, but at least it's unique, and so it's just like, oh well, really the the great thing is they've got five good characters under four points. Like that's the best mm-hmm. thing about that faction. Uh, so I'm I'm just brainstorming in my head here. So Avengers list: Cap, Black Panther, Black Widow, Cable, and Doctor Strange at twenty points. Quit the game. You got double you shielding. You quit. Double vibranium, and you've got martial arts. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's game over, motherfucker. Yep. It would just be funny. I don't know if you'd win a game, but it'd be hilarious. I don't know if anybody would ever die and you just slap fight people. Just punch yourself in the face. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we're done with Cable. Until next time. God, Until is May. that hour-long news? Until May. I think that was oh, an hour-long we, news. We, we said it. We said, we said it was going to be news. It was, this was going to be about. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, today's episode's mostly just talking about spoilers. Yep. There's been a lot of spoilers because there's not been a lot of releases. Nope. 
Remember in like November when we were like, God, there's too many releases. We've had like six boxes since November. Yeah. It's been like four months. Uh, yeah, I'm actually enjoying the reprieve a bit. Yeah, it'll be fine. When we get the we get that giant wad of releases in May, we're going to be like, okay, cool. We've kind of yeah. figured some we'll shit out. We'll be tired of it. it again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it looks like we're done with the news. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's it. All right. Parker, why don't you tell us about how your list works when you play the right models? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we 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 said it more than once uh, that as it turns out, Black Panther is good, and Ghost Rider and Captain America is a really strong module just there. And so uh, basically, I, I got to play Jeremy in a game of TTS that he lovingly he lovingly let me play uh, a grindy Avengers. Uh, I said, let, he said, let me because he didn't quit after it. it was going on for like two hours and we were both ready to quit. We kept going to play it and see what would happen. And I really liked Avengers in this style. And after the game, um, because the game lasted so long, and it was such a grindy list. I do not know if this is the right way to play Marvel Crisis Protocol, because all the other games I played with Marvel Crisis Protocol, it was it, it didn't go down to any wires. Like, it, by turn four, we knew who was going to win, more or less. But playing this version of the Avengers, um, basically Ghost Rider would have... But Ghost Rider was doing enough chip damage with his passives, and then he would just pin and stare something, and it would die. And so basically, it was, how quickly can Ghost Rider pin and stare people to remove them off the board, while my opponent cannot kill me because I'm just difficult to, to manage? Um and I really like that style of play because it fits the way I like to play games. I like uh, Wonder Woman type lists that that you know take too long to kill. But I do not know if that was the right way to play Marvel Crisis Protocol. And uh, I stared at it. I stared at the concept for a while a bit after the game, going, "Is that is this ever a way to play this game reliably?" Because there are characters like Magneto and Modok that I did not play. Jeremy did not play them this time, and so he had a much harder time. He was playing uh, criminals for for those who don't know, but um, he was playing criminals, and they did, he just wasn't playing any characters that could easily just re- delete one of mine, and that was a, that was of course a problem playing against my list because it was purposely designed to not be deleted. So I don't know if it, it actually works because as soon as you run into a Magneto, do you just automatically lose because Magneto will one shot your characters every t- every turn, and so your point of living for a long time just completely nullified by a single character being in your opponent's list. Um, I don't know. So to answer that, to, to answer version of it, yeah, to, like that. To answer that, um, so yeah, you were playing. I mean, it was an E scenario. You balled up, and I could not crack that nut. Like, I, I, I mean, shit. I was up on you like what thirteen to five or something on turn three, mm-hmm. and then I could not get a foothold after that because my list wasn't meant to damage you at all. Uh, you know, right. I had Enchantress and criminals and i didn't care what you did i just took shit away and then we were also playing the one we could cash in or murder the civilians and get extra points so i mean i jumped up really quickly but then when i had to deal damage i'm like okay i'll punch this guy and you're like no you punch captain america i'm like okay and then captain was like rolling like a boss like some sort of fucking mild jesus on the table um it was... Honestly, Jeremy, that's really my frustration with Captain America. It's not that he doesn't die; it's that you don't get power because you never hurt him, so yeah. you never get power back. That it just strangles your list. That's why I hate him. Yeah, and I mean, 
and every time you do that, you know, um, Ghost Rider's getting more power and all that. Like, I made some mistakes. Like, I, I should have played Killmonger a little differently, and there was a few things I could have done that might have done better for me. But to answer your main question, um, nine point Thanos plus Magneto on an E scenario, you're dead. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like yeah. you play an E scenario Can't, against that, you're win. fucking dead. So that 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 list would not have done a thing to it. You would have came, bounced off it, and you would have yeah, killed the Ghost gonna, Rider. Killed. If you're gonna play, if you're gonna play the I Live Forever list, you have to have an alternative in your roster. You can't be locked into that because, especially in Kansas City, I don't know what the other metas are like, but there's like a one in three chance at minimum that you're gonna run into a just like dead on arrival matchup where it's like, oh, my opponent has Modok and Magneto and Red Skull. It's like I have lost and I haven't even chosen my roster yet. Like mm-hmm. it's game over. So like you need you need a pivot option like where you can like go into Swarm Avengers or something. It's like, well, I'm just gonna take eight characters and like run around and collect points. Like you can't can't lock yourself into that matchup. But with that said, I mean, yeah, the other version you knew you knew yeah. what I had, and we talked about it, and I didn't have that in my list, so it was perfectly fine. Like you played right, right into it, I played into what you had, mm-hmm. and uh, it was perfectly fine. Uh, I really like Black Panther as a throw-in in the list because he does the same thing that other characters do, which is live a long time. But he could uh, he could play the objective game. Not having any characters that can play the objective game when you're trying to last a long time is a is really big mistake. Uh, I was about to not play Black Panther at the start of the game. I was like, wait a minute, I probably need a character that can knock his guys off or else he's just going to win on scenario. And that was that was like the decision. It was one of the key decisions in the game. It's just not not benching Black Panther. The other list, it's an Avengers. The whole roster is Avengers and also because Black Panther's in there and I count on him a lot. There's also three Wakandans in there too. Um, do can Wakandans play an objective game against the three uh, three elite models? Can that be something they could do, or do they just die also? Mm, I think they die. I think they die. Now, I don't think you want to play E. That's the key for Wakandans. Don't play E. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, you want to spread out. Their whole factions around board positioning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you play a split, and then you're probably fine if you cause those three models to split up. And then you can push people around right. a little bit long enough to survive. Yeah. Um, if the question is in your list and you go, should I play Black Panther? The answer is yes. Um, so you have yeah. your, your uh, top. Shout out. Yeah. So go ahead. Shout out uh, to our, our listener. I was going to just say, shout out to our listener, Jordan. The, the, you know who you are. The episode we rated Black Panther. And uh, let's see. What did we give him? He, he, he specifically. It wasn't great. It yeah. He said. Um. We, he, I guess he didn't tell me the number we gave him. I think we gave him like a five or four. Yeah. Not a flattering number. Um, but he told me that he would pay five points for Black Panther happily. And so, so he is a big Black Panther fan. Yeah, I mean, so and, like... Uh, I, the more I play him, I think he's right. We had um, we had two of, I believe, the top three four-point characters in that game. One of them is Enchantress. One of them is Black Panther. And the other one, which is debatable, but I, I, I think it's uh, the girl with the hair. I mean, she is legitimately a top four-point character. Yes, those are your top four-point characters, mm-hmm. and two of them were in our game. So, and for reasons you saw, I mean, when you look over and see Black mm-hmm. Panther, you say, "How do I kill that?" And sometimes the answer is simply, "I can't." You cannot kill Black mm-hmm. Panther if you don't have the right tools Just to do it. Him. 
Yeah. Get through those <laughs> Sabretooth. Sabretooth and Wolverine are looking and he going. Was so Bro, sad. Anus. Just Sabretooth and Wolverine bouncing off of Black Panther for three turns. It was so like, sad. Please die. It's like you bled him like nine times. Like, I take one. Like, yeah. It was so stupid. He's like, but I bled you like so many times. Like, yeah, I still take one. And unfortunately, like for me, like just as a side note, for me, until I beat my head against it, I really don't see it. But once I do, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I play the game. Like, yeah. I have to actually get reps and to see how stupid something is. Like, just hearing about it or knowing it. I actually have to, like, be like, this is some miserable shit. <laughs> and do something different next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Black Panther definitely needs to make more lists as a mercenary. And um, he's really susceptible to any kind of defensive buff. Like, uh, inspiring monologue, or honestly, even med pack on him. Like, giving him just a little bit more gas lets him go for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got Wong, he got Wong healed once, and then I felt like, okay, well, he'll never die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. He's good now. He dropped he in for some, some juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the problem is you'll have that, that turn where you just, like, blank out and get one-shotted. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. or not blank out, but you like, you know... You know, there's still plenty of failure Skulls and hits. on the die. Skulls hits, uh, yeah. It happens. Anyway, our game yeah, was I, our I, game was solid. It was it was good. It was a good game. It just yeah. it lasted a really goddamn long time, like six turns. Marvel Crisis Jeremy, Protocol six turns yeah, is not necessary. It really isn't. Jeremy, you probably would have had a better time if you didn't fall asleep after turn three and just like not move your models. You just like stand <laughs> in the middle of the board. Uh, again, uh, a. Ugh, fucking Killmonger not doing anything was bad. I, I played him completely wrong, so that was my bad. I, I will admit to that. Yeah, you got a little ballsy there. You're like, there's no way he would risk not killing Black Panther, Killmonger, and he's like, Killmonger dies. You're like, shit. Oops. <laughs> now much harder. Well, I also play, I mean, to to be fair, I played five tactics cards that most of them I don't usually play. I just wanted to try a different kind of thing. So I played a bunch of shit I didn't know how to play. So I was reading the tactics cards as we were playing, going, okay, I can't play that now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't play that now. All right, I need to play that. I can't yeah, play I that you, now. You, like, it was yeah. a total bitch. You, you just never, yeah. you were never close enough for Heave Ho to trigger, right? That was the problem? Um, <laughs> I was playing five Heave Ho. proximity down. I was playing five Heave Ho heave Ho's because you can play up to five, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that brings us out of uh currently playing um i don't have anything new to report so let's move on to our main topic today uh our main topic is Stockwatch. uh this is first time we're doing Stockwatch. basically we're going to talk about um trends we've noticed with different models we're each going to choose a model that has been trending up or has been trending down and then say why that has been true uh, because as new models are released and new factions are added and people are added to factions, uh, the ability for models to get uh, played in new ways uh, expands. Or not played in new ways because they're invalidated. Uh, so, let's see. Um, Parker, do you want to go first? Would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. That sounds good. Um, so, uh, do you want to go trending up first or trending down? Yeah, let's do... Let's do trending. I'm trying to think, what would be better? Should we pessimistic or optimistic? Uh, let's be pe- pessimistic first. Let's talk about our yeah, trending, trending down. downs. Okay. Yeah. So what's so, your trending down? 
So my first trending down model is... Uh, whoa, whoa, I, first. You get one, bro. One. I know. So, oh, sorry. Our first. You get my only. One. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, our first, my only. Mine. Yeah. Uh, uh, is actually the Incredible Hulk. Um, every, uh, like... He, you know, was the best, one of the strongest beaters at the beginning of the game. And then every time they make another character that throws as, you know, as many dice or more, he just goes down and down and down. And now they even have, uh, you know, uh, now they even have a character that is almost exactly the same as him with his, like his standout mechanic, which is he doesn't flip over with deep health. And, you know, she's a, a leader of a strong faction with a great faction ability. And, you know, she's got a higher die base attack and like she, she's yeah. in so many ways stronger than him, more consistent than him. I think the Hulk has been really overshadowed by, uh, curiously, everything smaller than him. Uh, yeah. I think he's just lost a lot of stock. Yeah, Hulk Hulk has not aged well. If you were to see a graph, it would basically be a like a small dip up as people learned how to take advantage of his rules, and then basically a sheer cliff of when people <laughs> realized how to play against him and how to mm-hmm. take advantage of the fact that dazing isn't a thing for him. And so it's like, oh, we'll just... Because you have Hulk, you have less characters than me, so I'll just basically wait you out until Hulk has to go, and then I'll just pile damage on him until he dies. And you're like, oh, shit. And then, yep. in addition to that, he's he's exceptionally susceptible to negative effects like stagger and stun. Uh, mm-hmm. Luckily, though, he is immune to the strongest negative effect in the game in poison. And so he doesn't have to worry about getting poisoned. Because, you know, if your Hulk got poisoned, who knows? I mean, you have no options. As where if he gets staggered, stunned, incinerated, shocked, rooted. Like, in, in all of those cases, you're probably fine. Because, yeah. you know, he'll just fight through it. But poison, they made sure that was not the case for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, other characters are immune to stun and stagger. Ah, yeah. why, Reprint Hulk. He's so bad. All right. Jeremy, or, uh, no, I'm going to go next. So Jeremy can't steal my character. Fuck it. All right, so my on the way down character is Killmonger. Uh, Killmonger was one of the very early releases in the game, and when he first came out, we were like, man, this guy does more damage than anybody. And then that was quickly uh, made not true when Valkyrie came out. <laughs> and then just more and more characters like Corvus Glaive, Magneto. There's just more and more options for, for high-end damage dealers. But most of them have the option to deal damage to multiple characters, where this guy is a straight-up one-target assassin, which is really cool and useful, but the the need for that single-target assassin is quickly fading out of the meta as people are needing like AoE attacks or flurries and all kinds of cool stuff. He still has a lot of things going for him. He's just not on the pedestal he once was. He's probably about middle of the pack for like top-tier damagers now. And so he's just he's just not where he was. He's fallen a bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, he's one of the so, only he's he's one of the only ones that can get you a victory point by killing somebody or doing anything to them. I mean that's pretty yeah, that's significant. That's true. Uh but that's a tactics card in addition to his cost, and it's it's very restricted. It is good. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean he he can't go in like if there's two people attacking him, he's screwed because he can't kill them both. Like he can kill one of them, but he's not probably not gonna kill both unless you get exceedingly lucky. He has no extra attacks, he has no throws, he has no board manipulation. He's just click damage, and even Valkyrie, who is not much later released than him, has at least the option to throw people and things. So he's just he's just very static in his ability to just point at someone and do a lot of damage with two actions. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, uh, I think he's still a good character. 
So, Jeremy, why don't you tell us about your trending down character? Trending down. Um, you know, unfortunately, one of my favorite characters, Rocket, um, his stock is his sinking. Every time they release a two-point model, um, he gets worse. Like, he's, he's very, very You're killable. Crazy, one of the best things about him is you take his three-point attachment, which is Groot, which mm-hmm. kind of does nothing, but kind of does everything. Like... Being able to oh, heal God. the entire world and heal him and bodyguard and all this shit. And it's one of the best attacks in the game when they combine. You play a tactics card and blow up the world. Like, it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. But every time they release a two-point model, um, whether it be Nebula or Bob or whatever, um, two-point models tend to be the, I, I need it to fill a 17-point, an 18-point, whatever. Um, it's kind of mm-hmm. a, a niche situation, but... Yeah, that's my opinion. I think he's I great. Know, I still feel, I still feel like Rocket's the best two point model. Uh, now there are becoming more and more options because if you don't just want raw damage for two points, then yeah, I mean Wong is is another option, even if he is very different. I also don't think I, I, I'll actually agree. I, I just to counteract that, I think a lot of times what you're not looking for is damage from Rocket. Rocket almost never kills anybody. Rocket usually hands out a lot of power to your enemy, technically. Well, I mean, by that justification, everyone on your team hands out power to the enemy, but... Not Wong. (laughs) Not Wong, Uh, exactly. No, Wong does when he takes damage. (laughs) Wong gets shot in the face, he's like, here's power. (laughs) But he's only giving out four. I'm, I'm 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 with Jeremy. I think I actually... Uh, when I'm building lists now, unless I'm not building a guardians, if I'm building a guardians list, Rocket is so such an include. But well, sure, um, because because he's not, uh, I'm not reaching for him off the shelf anymore. When I'm thinking of you know strong uh, two pointers that are, I usually my two point slots. I'm usually thinking of them as a support piece. I want them supporting me. I actually th- was staring at the the game we just played yesterday, going like, if I would have been firing gunshots off with Rocket that whole game. Would it have made it better or worse? And I was like, actually, I think worse. I think Wong being in the list enabled so many more things for my key characters than well, sure, than but Rocket you were building. You were building a tank list, like you wanted survivability right. over, over yeah, right. damage. So yeah, obviously that was a better choice. But I, and I guess I just it, saying it, it, that he he hasn't really been like usurped by anybody, right? Like he's mm-hmm. still the two point damage dealer, even after Bob comes out. I think that's true. Now Bob will give you diversity of option for damage dealers for two points, but I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I I think Nebula I does like the job Rocket's just as good. Very viable. Nebula does the job yeah, just but as good. Nebula has the inability of of interacting with scenario, and she has to expose herself to deal damage. Rocket can just kind of sit in the back, and like he he's usually either the last one to die, or you have to expend a lot of actions mm-hmm. to get to him. Is is how I feel. I feel like Rocket was my point-and-click guy. Like, what do I need? I need a two-point in here just in case. And it was just a point-and-click. No thought needed. I'm like, he's great. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm learning about yeah. Okoye. I'm like, oh, shit. She's pretty good. And then you learn about all the other guys and how your list works. And you're like, eh, maybe Rocket's not always the answer. So let's see. What was the two-point options when Rocket was released? Was it Black Widow? Yep, and Okoye. Those were the only two options. There was only three two points yep. when he came out. I, I think. think so. Yeah. So now we've gotten Wong. There's like seven. And Nebula. Nebula. Well, Nebula came out at the same time. Yes, you're right. Um, Bob will be. 
It's mostly just Wong. Wong's the only new two-pointer, isn't he? Am I crazy? I think he's the only new two-pointer. Uh, so right. yeah, when Bob comes out, there'll be... Oh, Toad. Toad's the other one. Yeah, Toad I mean, totally has supplanted Rocket as the king of two-pointer. I mean, I think Toad is way better than Rocket. Just, just kidding. Don't play Toad. What? <laughs> no, you're wrong. Oh my god. I think you're wrong. Okay, so for the record, the hierarchy is Rocket, Toad, Cable. Get it straight. That's the order. <laughs> Uh, and you're correct on that. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, so I, I disagree with Jeremy's, but I, I can understand that you, you have a point of view. He's certainly not auto-include because it's not like Black Widow and Nebula and him anymore, which he was obviously the best. So now mm-hmm. that there's an actual support option, yeah, I enjoy support models. So I tend to put Wong in more lists than Rocket, but Rocket wasn't getting played in those lists unless he was actually needed. And yeah, obviously if you're playing like Shuri in your list already, well then Rocket's probably less of a good option. Or, or sorry, Wong is a less good option because you've already got support. But if you if you don't have any support, then yeah, adding Rocket to a list with zero support is probably not a great idea. Mm-hmm. Alright, so moving on to our uh, our ascending models, our models on the uptick. Parker, why don't you give us your, your ascending model? Uh, we we actually already talked a lot about him in this in this game, and I don't know if this is just... Yeah, to cable, l- isn't it? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think Cable. It's, maybe it's not trending up. It's just because of bye bye bye. Cable. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Parker. I wish I had one of those buttons. Ooga! Like just the, <laughs> you know, the soundboard to make it really ridiculous. <laughs> I think that uh, I actually think uh, at least it's new to me because a lot of us kind of disregarded him as just a defensive model. And what else does he do? And my my trending up is uh, Black Panther. Um, yeah. And I think it's because Black Panther is. A lot more. Uh, he was just the Wakandan. You know, you you took him because you needed the Wakandan leader, and now uh, we're realizing that there are so many new factions. They we just talked about it today. They keep adding in options for whole factions to be objective based, right? And, you know, criminals, uh, uh, um, web warriors, spider friends. I can't think of web warriors. Spider um, friends. <laughs> spider friends. Uh, uh, web warriors, uh, criminals. Uh, you know, you know, sin is going to have her. Uh, uh, objective-based thing to uh, add it to Cabal. They were getting so many objective-based additions to the game, and a character like Black Panther, who can right now come in and just say no to so many of those objectives, uh, and he does it automatically as long as he gets there, and he is speed long, so he can go gather things and uh, mess with your opponent's objective play, and you know auto push on both of his abilities. And then he himself is so difficult to remove. You can't one-on-one him reliably in that in that flanking or uh, key crucial point that you're trying to to, to battle over. Um, he is he is four points that already in several games. He's four points that he won. Uh, sorry, he didn't win the game for me. He just stopped me from losing because I played Black Panther, and mm-hmm. I would not have said that's what Black Panther does. You know, when I started playing this game, you know, before there were so many objective-based factions, I think his his stock has gone up because of that. Yeah, I I think more so the stock going up for him is true because we're finally giving him a chance. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I respect the the meta change to more aggressive scenario play as well. Because um, obviously, when we first started the game, it was just you know mosh pits. It was just like, where's the mosh pit going to be in this game? Probably still in the mm-hmm. middle because that's mm-hmm. where everyone beats. It's like, well, if they have Hulk, then the mosh pit is slightly closer to their side of the table because he's slower. <laughs> You're like, that was basically how we determined where we were going to fight to the death. And so now <laughs> we do a lot more intricate scenario play. Like, uh, what are these these blue things? Do they do stuff? And, like, that's basically how we play now. Uh, 
So, uh, my trending up model, you guys are going to love this. I'm going to get roasted for it. Modoc. You're a fucking idiot. Modoc is trending up. He's going straight to Jesus the tippy Christ. top. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. Uh, so in you know what I like? Candy. I, th- I like cake and candy because it's delicious. <laughs> fucking idiot. Jeremy, you should, know, you should know that I don't like cake. Oh my god. Because it's dry. Anyway, uh, I like ice cream cake. <laughs> Which is what Modoc is. He is ice cream. Oh, uh, I agree. But the reason, the reason I think Modoc is trending up is because I think we've we figured out that they realized Modoc was a mistake, <laughs> and that Modoc should not have been printed. And I think that's true. Like I think they, if they could take it back, they would, and they would change something about him to make him less broken. Probably the the force field thing. But I, I think the reason he's trending up is because we have, I think, realized as a game we will never see this model again. There will never be another MODOK. Where it's just like, yes, he's always amazing. There's no question. He is ridiculous. And so MODOK is trending up for me because we've realized that he is the gold standard. I don't even think inside of like a reasonable amount of time we will even see Power Creep get to his point. I think MODOK is going to be the standalone ridiculous model of the game. Like, look at Cable. Look at MODOK. These are not equal models. Agreed? Mm-hmm. They're not even close. Mm-hmm. It's like, Modoc's basic attack, strictly better than Plasma Rifle. Modoc's special attack, strictly better than Asani Sun. Like, all of his special rules, better than Cable special rules. The only even close to question on the card is Omega level threat better than than all the world is a weapon to Modoc. That's the only question. And honestly, it's probably not. Because the odds of you having a size 4 piece of terrain that's within that you're within 3 of, that you're also within medium of an enemy, and want to spend 4 power versus the 2 power for MODOK to throw long at range 3, is just like, eh. Like, it, I would probably take the MODOK one in most situations. Uh, so your your argument is that Cable's immune to poison. Like, that's his, his leg up on MODOK. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, go to hell. Like, no one cares. And so that that's why Modoc's on the uptick for me. It's like it's just more confirming that he's the best aggressive model in the game. So I think uh, as, I, I can see your point that yeah, as models get released, we, we we get to find out what the game is supposed to be about, and then because like Black Panther and Modoc were kind of early releases, so we get these toys yeah. and we're like, okay, well we have a long mover that kind of auto pushes, and okay, that's cool, but how important is that? And then we get other models that, like, only push on wilds and, like, are medium move or short. I mean, and then you get MODOK, who gets all this crazy shit and all these effects that you're like, oh, that seems pretty good. But, I mean, where's the game going? So, yes. And, and, I mean, you guys are absolutely right. Like, every day the game comes out, they don't recreate these models. They do something kind of similar, kind of neat, kind of like it, kind of, kind of, sort of. But you pay a cost. These guys do this shit for free. Like, yeah. wow. The perfect perfect translation is look at Magic the Gathering. Most gamers have played Magic at some point in their lives, or at least know about it. Like, Modoc is the Black Lotus of this game. And it's not that he's broken and he's unplayably strong. It's that they have realized the issue and they will never do that again. This is, like, if you go back and look... At like the people talk about the, the old cards in Magic, like Beta and Alpha and Unlimited, are like really really expensive. Part of that is collector's value, but when you look at it, it's like if you actually looked at like the Beta set, the most valuable set in Magic, and you looked at it, you're like, which cards of these would get played in Standard today? 
And it's like 20. 20 of the 200 cards in the set would get played today. Nine of them are in the power nine, and the rest of them are basically dual lands. Everything else in that set was basically hot garbage. Because, like, Flying Man costs three, one, one. And you're like, this is completely unplayable because <laughs> they figured out that the value is the things that they needed to restrict, which was mana increase, like, burst mana in one turn and card draw. It's so like Ancestral Recall, one mana, draw three cards. They're never doing that shit again. They figured out that's not okay. Because we now are more educated as a community and as a design team. And so we know that, like, you know, Battle of the Will of Modoc, probably not okay just for free on a damager. Like, it should probably be kept to support models. And then also, like, a six-die basic attack that gains power, spends power to reroll, and has set power. Like... How, like, notice how many times we've seen this attack repeated? Literally range. never, because it was like, oops. Range like, four! Yeah, range For the love four, of God. mystic yep. damage, spend one power to reroll one die any number of times, and then also sap power. Like, there's just too much on one model. And then also, like, wilds don't count on damage. See how many times we've seen that re reprinted? Remember all the other models that have psychic force field? Oh, wait, yeah. no, because they realized it was fucking crazy strong? Like... Yeah, there's there's a reason we don't see these effects repeated. And meanwhile, Cable, we just talked about everything on his card is repeated. And like, well, yeah. no one's copying Modok outside of his, you know, you know, Mindstone ability, which clearly they like, so they've reprinted in other places. But you notice it's never on like Magneto. Like Magneto right. can't just push people away oh. when he wants to. Like he has to just, like choose say... when to do it, and he doesn't get all this other stuff. I was gonna say they replace they re re they re they replaced it, but then they also made it, it cost you two more points to put on a character that all they already balanced one. to make sure they could take it safely. Yeah. Oh, is Mindstone yeah. one? Okay, Mindstone one more point. One. It still costs it still costs half a two point model. It still costs half a model <laughs> to put him on. Parker, something. you can remember you can remember it like this: all the all the power stones cost one, except for the Haley factor, which is time and space cost two. <laughs> I see. Hmm. You want to be the master of time and or space? Going to cost you two threat. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's that's the important thing to look at is that as we we get into games, there's the legacy stuff that was like the really really old original cards, which were like usually affect the game on a fundamental level, like like resource management or or card draw or things like that. And it, they're always way more powerful than the stuff you're dealing with now. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is another example. Remember, like Pot of Greed when it came, I was like, like draw three cards, discard yeah. two, and you're like, what? Like, like that card was immediately banned. Like, it's like we can't have this. Like, like you got to stop that. Like, so that's usually where, where where they get a little loose with the the resource management is usually in the very early sets, and they rein it in later. And that old stuff is the powerful things. I think Modok is that to this game. I think he's the, the gold standard of rules combined in one place. He has 10 health on the front. Remember all the characters that have 10 health on the front and get dazed? Oh, wait, it's Modok. Then, like, force field, you know, spend power to reroll any dice, you know, sap power, mystic, move, throw. Like, he does everything. He does and, literally everything you want to do. And to me, honestly, like, when I look for a leader of... Uh, I want the excitement that Modok brings to the table. Like, that's what I'm looking for with mm -hmm. Cable. Like... You know, I, fun, Mo engaging, interactive. Yeah, yeah, it does all kinds of cool shit that changes the game. Not like, eh, you know, like really hard to kill and kind of does some shit. Like I don't. Mm -hmm. eh, okay, whatever. I think Doctor Strange is another good one, but Doctor Strange has a much higher learning curve than Modok because he doesn't have the like click button removal damage. Well, Strange can accidentally die. Like that's the problem with Strange. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's the problem with Modok. 
is Modok can't accidentally die. Like, it's no. so hard to remove Modok without really, really trying. Yeah, count how many times one character does 10 damage to anything. Mm-hmm. Never. Oh, it happened It happened once. I can't even remember who it was. It was... Jason attacked my Modok, and he basically just melted. Like, it was like <laughs> three attacks total, and Modok died. I was like, I don't even know what to do. I didn't even have a plan for if Modok died. Like, the game is over. <laughs> It's like, I didn't think it was even possible, let alone, like, you were going to do it. Everyone, everyone, get over here. Everyone, get over here. Look at this. We've gone too long on my MODOK. But uh, basically, if you're looking at a stock picture, and it's like all the stocks, like, MODOK is holding steady near the top. But then all this new stuff comes out, like Thanos and Magneto and all these other cool characters. And it kind of, like, gets muddled around. And then just slowly MODOK separates from the pack. I think that's basically what I'm saying. It's like, Modok has just been officially reestablished to be the best attacker in the game. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I agree. Jeremy, you're up. What's your what's your going up model? I think every time a new faction gets released, uh, Taskmaster goes up in value. I think that he makes things work. Um, he makes things comfortable. Um, you don't have to take the one or two shitty models or the one or two models that kind of make you say, I don't really like this faction so much, but I like the ability. Um, when Taskmaster first came out, it was like, he's really good. He's cool. But now that there's several mm-hmm. extra, um, factions that have come out, it's like, okay, but I still want to take MODOK or I still want to take Magneto or I still want to take, basically what I'm saying is if you want to put a five point model, that's not a part of your faction, you almost always have to throw a, a Taskmaster in there because there's some sort or of Or that like, needs to be a good faction. Yeah. Like there's a hurdle you have to jump over. And usually it's the tax of having to use your faction. Um, so just to clarify, are you saying that it's just Rogue Agent or that because Taskmaster is such a self-contained package of synergy on his own, that like any addition to him puts him to the point of a very quality model? Or is it just that he's a Rogue Agent? Um, I Because think... like obviously in, like when we first noticed it, I think it was in X-Men with Storm. And Storm mm-hmm. letting Taskmaster move for action economy and get delivered with, with cover meant that he was always going to be a problem. Because he's always getting there. He's usually yeah. at full health when he does. So and I, a Taskmaster that gets there is a problem. I think I think both. I, I, I think he fixes the faction problem in that you can use him and then put models in you want. And also, anything additional on Taskmaster makes him a four-point model easy. He is so mm-hmm. solid. His ability to stick around, his extra things he can do, um, his defense, his attack. I mean, he goes in super attack mode. Like, he's way yeah. better at attacking than mm-hmm. a lot of four-point models in the game. Um, yeah, he, he's just one that every time a faction yeah. comes out, I think he gets better. Yeah, I, I remember playing him in Defenders and having Doctor Strange behind him to, like, always roll you know, five defense dice is really funny. Because yeah. he's got martial arts. You're like, oh, I'll attack this guy. He's like, uh, Doctor Strange spends two, so he's got five. He's like, oh, okay. And then he hits me. And I'm like, all right, I take zero. Counter strike, you take one. He's like, oh, okay. I'll attack you again. He's like, all right, well, he gets five dice anyway this time. And then also my counter strike is six dice. So you take like three. And he's like, yeah. oh, like, why am I attacking this model? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm wasting my time. And that that's actually uh, when you played uh, Taskmaster against me yesterday, Jeremy. The whole time I never, I did not do an attack against him until the last attack. Yeah. yeah, the last attack of the game was the first attack I did against him because I was just like, I don't want to start attacking this guy. It's mm-hmm. just going to be painful, and it's I'm not annoying. going to do anything. Yeah, uh, I. 
yeah, he he is. I, I agree with you, uh, Jeremy. Every time they print a new uh, team ability, Taskmaster gets better because he's going to get better with every team ability that he sees. Yeah, I like which that. is funny because that's kind of how Taskmaster works in the like the comics. So it's like yeah. every time he gets more like like techniques that he can learn, like he gets better and better. So it's mm. like you're just adding more to his pool. I see what you did there. He's like Siler. He's just gonna keep yeah. stealing shit from people. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, Parker, did you really want to do Comic Corner? Or I think we're going to wrap it up unless you're no, super excited. No, no. We can skip it? All right. Yep. So we're going to cut it. Uh, we're we're going to bring him back next time for more time. Uh, also, Will Pagani, we're sorry we couldn't have you join today. We didn't have time. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, uh, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy, or Taskmaster, as they call me on the forums. Thank you for listening to Brandon Was Right. Oh, my yeah, God. There you go. I got it. Or can we do Parker was wrong? No. Damn Brandon it. was right. Every time I hear the phrase Panther, I think of the scene from Ron Burgundy. Sex where he, Panther. Yeah. Sex Panther, when he puts it on. And he's it's like, called mm, Anchorman. That smells like gasoline. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, that smells like pure gasoline. (laughs) Bigfoot's dick. Stings the nostrils. (laughs) Sounds like someone filled a used diaper with Indian food. (laughs) Oh my god. That is one of the best parts of the whole movie. (laughs) Reopens it. It even has the baby panther head come out. Wow, wow, wow. Fucking lifts up. Oh my god. That quote, 60% of time it works every time, has peripherated through all of culture at this point like oh. anytime someone references the success rate they go 60 percent. like instantly that quote is used it doesn't matter yeah. if people have even seen the movie yeah hey parker i do have a special treat for you today i've been working on my impressions oh God. and so i'm going to show you my parker impression of parker doing a podcast you oh, ready geez. are you ready mm-hmm. all right here we go Do I eat crunchy stuff? Are we this? recording? Do I eat crunchy stuff? You eat ice chips! Oh. You son of a bitch! Yeah. Are you are you pregnant, Parker? No, he just likes chewing on water. Oh. I like I like I like different states of matter, what can I say? In your mouth. In Mostly mouth. in and about your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Moist. Moisture. It's the essence of life. Mm-hmm. I can I will uh, if I've done that while recording, I try not to do it like when we're podcasting, but if I've done it, I will. Yeah, I see you come back with a cup of ice sometimes. I'm like, oh, what no. are you doing? <laughs> no, it's, it's just, this is mostly water, but there is, a, there is. No, no, it. not now. It's usually like, right as like, you're like, Hey, I have to go grab some water. Like we're wrapping up and you like come back with a, bo- like a, a cup of ice chips. I'm like, what oh. is he doing? <laughs> They're just crunchers, potato chips. They're just the ones that are fried mm. in peanut oil. I like corn. You know, the crunchy I, ones. I like corn nuts. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. He just has a little like <laughs> box next to his desk that he likes to smash glass into. He's <laughs> like, is this distracting you? And you're like, what are you doing? All right, do Nothing, we really want to do I... this weird segment we're never going to do again? What is it? Okay. Your segment about the It's metal. not my. I just said. Like, I don't know. It, it, was, it was a fairly good, good idea for a short topic.
Maybe. So I just I don't like one shot topics. I like things that like we can reuse later on. And so if we could like like we have a couple topics we've talked about meta changes and stuff before, but we've never done it from the prospect of like basically like Stockwatch, like who's up, who's down, likes over the last like so many months. I do like Stockwatch kind of concepts. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal feeling. Do we want to call it that? Just like Stockwatch? And bring that bring back back and forth? I like that idea. Uh yeah, you can put that in, I guess. Stonks. I'm sure it's copyrighted. <sighs> On the plus side, you know, Ebony Maw can't get much lower, so he's just holding even at zero value. Yeah. He's been doing he's been doing poor to very poor. Um I'd hate for like Reddit users to get involved because then, you know, all of a sudden people would be playing him and it'd be awful for a minute. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he'd go Do back what? to the garbage. It's, oh, you're saying because Reddit would break? The yeah, sense. it'd be fucked up. People talk about how good he is. We need more news. There's kind There's of a lot. News. Can we can we post the pictures of the cards to the podcast channel so we can reference them while we're talking? Sure. I thought we had them in the. Oh, you mean not in the general channel? In the podcast channel. That I way they're I just all that. together. I think I could do that. Um, let's see if I can do that. Is this going to be teeny tiny, though? Um, well, but you can just click the button huh. and it'll bring up the original image. Yeah, my... What is going on? Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, hear, I can you. hear you. My, uh, oh, wow. Sorry, my computer is... Dying? No, it's... I don't understand what's going on. Okay, that's that makes sense. Okay, I don't. Uh, I do not know what's going to happen. I don't know. But we'll find out. What is happening on your end? I'm gonna. I'm gonna try it this way. I he copied and pasted his hard drive, and now it's gonna put it online. See, let's see what happens. <laughs> you say that, but he's basically done that before. Um, he was just like he just clicked a backup on his desktop. Yeah. <laughs> on on uh, what was it? Dropbox. He tried to. <laughs> his hard drive to Dropbox. Oh god! And his computer just like froze for thirty minutes. You know how when, you know how when you're like you know how when you're you're clicking on install things and you're just like yes fuck I don't care I don't care I don't care I don't care. No. I went way too fast and one of the boxes was copy whole hard Would drive like or something like that and, and I was like yes. oh fuck. God. Would you I like cl- to back up your data? And yeah. he said yes. It's <laughs> just I like clicked. upload. Yeah, and it's and like this solid box. Four okay, hours so. later, <laughs> trying still... to press through this little hole. <laughs> No bueno. No bueno. And so it was just like, but it was so backed up that every time he tried to get it to stop, he would just like he would just go into Dropbox and delete the item. Yep. <laughs> Instead of trying, so every time someone would upload, he would delete it. So then it has to erase the data. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like all, all of his files were like caught between Dropbox and his hard drive, and it was just a mess. It was terrible. <laughs> it was pretty awful. <laughs> Because he's sharing his screen while he's doing it, so I could walk him through it. I'm just like, "What's happening?" <laughs> it's yeah. just like you're watching like, his computer you're, eat itself. And you're, and you're like, and the funny thing is, it was eating its own tail because it was trying to delete Dropbox <laughs> as it was uh, getting my whole computer. So at one point, my computer was like, "You can't delete that; it's your whole hard drive." And I was like, "No, no, no! <laughs> it's not my hard drive; it's a copy of the hard drive." I was like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "I don't know at this point. <laughs> I might be deleting everything. I don't know." Would you like so to I still upload. have copies. I was like, Parker, it's I okay. Still, yeah. we'll just... I still have copies of things. It yeah, would have been have faster to just my, drive to Micro know. Center and buy a new hard drive and come back. 
it was like it was pretty bad. Okay. To the cloud. Would you like to copy the cloud and download to yourself? Would you like to copy <sighs> then download? Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yes, 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 all. Yes, Complete. all. Would you like to use Wi-Fi and update your phone with every file you own? Yes. <laughs> okay, I think we're ready for I... news. I'm. I think I'm ready. Okay. God, I'm crying now. This I got your great. videos in there. <sighs> cool. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I got caught by a software thing today. I was installing um, a data pack for a game today, and uh, it wasn't working. I'm like, why isn't this working? So I, I pulled up a YouTube video on like how they did it, and he's and they got to the end. He's like, you see how this is a zip file? And I was like, yeah. So you have to extract it. Obviously, he's like, don't extract it. Just put it in this file, and the game will figure it out. I'm like, what? Like that has never once happened to me in the history of gaming that you didn't have to extract a file. It's like, yeah, just put it here, and the game, like the game, will unzip it every time it needs to use it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, but if you unzip it and you extract the files, it won't know how to operate with that. You're like, I was like, what? Like, how the fuck? Like, who designed this? It'll use it when it needs it, and also. Uh, yeah. we'll turn your TV It'll on when it gets out. bored and control your, uh, <laughs> your, your refrigerator that's electronic. It's like, what? Okay, so what topic are we actually going to do then? What are we doing? We're going to do the thing you said. Okay. Stock watching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you not remember that? I guess. We never changed it. I just, we just changed the name okay. of it, I guess. All right. So what are we doing, Parker? We're each coming up with a character that has gained... And then also a character that is lost through meta changes? Yep. Okay. All right, hold on. I got to write mine down in secret so you guys don't steal it. In secret? Oh, my well, God. I, mean, I can't have you guys stealing my shit. Don't be stealing it. Don't be fucking copying. And this is also, like, I think we can preface this with this is our opinion and stuff. Like, we, No, it's I, fact. I, I don't know enough about I don't. <laughs> I don't know enough about the general meta to actually say I've seen a lot of this character show up more often, but I, I feel do. Like this character's game power. Everybody else is wrong. We are right. Wait, hot take: Gamora still shitty. Mm-hmm. Still, but I don't think that counts, right? Because she hasn't <laughs> lost power. No, that's true. That's true. She's maintained exactly. Every one. time a character that is four points or less is released, she goes down a point. Because that's just another option. So if you chose your list at random, you're you're still getting better. Ooh, Hydra's on MCPDB. Hot sauce. I don't know what to think of Bob, Agent of Hydra. I feel like this is a character you have to see on the table before you get like a, a power level. Let's let's, let's talk about him. Let's talk about him later. I'm just talking. There's so much news. News, news. News, news. Hmm. Okay. Looking for like I got mine. Lost. I got mine. Don't you fucking copy either. You know what I was looking at. You saw the reflection of my eyes. You were looking. Yeah. Well, no, I saw the reflection of your computer screen in your eyes of the reflection of your eyes off the the reflection in your phone. You son of a bitch. It It was the the double whammy. God damn it. The five reflections. That guy's good. That guy's good. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. That would be funny. All right. I'm going to do a wine refill. And then are we about ready? Are we close? I don't know. Maybe. So, I mean... I'm just looking for one more character. I got one of them. I oh, shit. Me too? Oh. No, you know, you need one one going one going up, one went down. Okay. Oh, yeah. I need one of each. I only have one right now. Okay. I have both, uh, but I'm going, to, I'm going to do a refill while you're doing that. 
So we can go. Man, there's an easy yeah. one I could just take, but I, I feel like you sons of bitches are going to take it. And remember, if someone names your guy first, you have to come up with a new one. I ain't coming up with shit. I'm going to name it <laughs> and then that. actually give the real reason why you were wrong and I was right and how I was first. Ooh, this is a good way to do this. Uh, I mean, there is a super obvious answer to one of these. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> well, I'm putting it down because I, I think I don't think you guys are going to name both of the downs, and I'll just go last. Yeah, I, I've got a couple. We're we're okay now. I think I'm good. I don't know, but the fact that Crossbones is brought up in current uh, meta is fucking nuts to me. Like, why can't we let that fucking thing just die? Can we just let that die on the vine and just die forever? Like, yeah, I don't know. This clearly was planned way a long time ago. But it <laughs> like does a year feel and like a half. Crossbones was a huge miss. So like, like that was a model that certainly didn't age well. And I, I don't know if them trying to bring him back is going to do anything. You have a slow model that gets to activate. They're trying to, okay, go, buddy. They're trying to pivot. They're trying to pivot Cabal to a more numerous list that will play more than like four models. And so yeah. obviously a in wide, that situation, a double activations is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. She's going to go. Okay. Now she's done. Now uh crossbones is going to go. All right. Now he's done. Now you go. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, so if you have little virgin earballs, you should turn the podcast off now because now we're going to talk about WandaVision. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> if you haven't finished the WandaVision season finale, you should uh, stop listening until you do. Then come back and finish listening, or How not. I mean, work? you've already downloaded, and I really don't care at this point. But hopefully, you enjoyed it. <laughs> Fuck them! They already got it. They already spent all their hard-earned yeah. money. Well, just, if you don't listen to the rest of this episode, I'll start doing ads. No, I won't. I oh hate God! Those. I think it's stupid that podcasts have ads. I it, now maybe I'm just crazy, and that the, it's actually very lucrative to have a Listen. podcast that has ads on it. But I can't imagine that the amount of money that Manscaped is willing to pay us so to say Manscaped in like four times an episode <laughs> Listen. is worth Manscaped. The, the the negative of my 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 listeners happening to listen to stupid fucking ads. I listen to a decent amount of podcasts, and Manscaped is like all over the place. It's like uh, Manscaped yeah. and his. It's basically Hems. if your dick doesn't work and you don't have hair. Yeah. Like that's how you need to get money. Is like you need to go like to this website and then they'll give you money. Guys, I, anyway. I've been hoping to talk to you about Hems and what it has done for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway though, yeah, I can't imagine I, I can only like for the amount of <laughs> listeners we get, I expected like you get a dollar forty an episode. It's like I would pay a dollar forty for my listeners not have to listen to ads. We like, can make... I don't understand how this is valuable to people. For every ad they do, we had to do an additional ad that's not, not a real ad. Yeah, everyone, like, not everyone can be PewDiePie. Calm down. Yeah. Like, your thing's not going to fucking explode and you're going to be a millionaire overnight. Like, calm down. Yeah. Send Yeah, money. like, the amount of... Like, YouTube, I think, actually gives noticeably better returns than, like, podcast ads. I might be completely wrong because I haven't even looked at the numbers. But we had, in L2 Wargame, we had... 1500 subscribers and we had i told parker about this last time we had over 50,000 hours watched on our channel and we had like 213 dollars over 10 years that's <laughs> like how is like that doesn't even buy one camera set that's like, like what two cents fuck? an hour like, like and they're like oh you guys are getting rich <laughs> like 
It's like, it costs me so much money to do this. Like, we do this because we want people to enjoy it. <laughs> mm. You drank more than that yeah. tonight. I mean, come on now. Yeah, oh god. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've drank more than that at Adepticon. <laughs> like, I remember the first night of Adepticon, I had one bottle of Purtle Mead, I think nine Angry Orchards, and six Boulevard Wheats. And then I blacked out in the board game room at like 9.30. And then I woke up in my room at 4.30. I don't know how I got there or what I did in between, but boy, that was the night. Hmm. So apparently WandaVision isn't going to have a second season. Like that's the, it's just kind of done. I believe it was intended to be a one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm good with that. That's cool. Yeah. each Each of the stories will be continued in some other place. Yeah. Like um, Doctor Strange 2, The Dark Dimension. Which won't be released until fucking next year. Okay, so Parker, I was so so amazed that you randomly picked the comic that WandaVision is based off of the week that we WandaVision came out. That was like on point. Like, I can't believe you did it. I I thought he was trolling us so hard. And I was just like looking at Jeremy like this bitch is fucking with us. Like this guy yeah. is just just acting ignorant like a dumbass. He's gonna nope. make us look stupid. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I I uh go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh do do you guys ever recall them referring to her as the Scarlet Witch pre WandaVision canon? And not one moment in the entire MCU did they ever say the word Scarlet Witch until Agatha said that in the big in that in the end of that. Did episode. you check or like that's a that people have looked into it? Uh, yeah, people have looked into it. They can't find a single reference huh. to it anywhere in the MCU. I guess that's clever. I wonder if that was intentional the whole time. Um, or I wonder if that was yeah, partially their deal with uh, Fox that because Fox had the rights to the mutants that they wouldn't use right. the, the name Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they can they only would call just say, her by "Oh, her. it's Wanda Maximoff," and it's not technically right. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, at what point? Also, yeah, the, why would they call the, the her? Fact that, yeah, why would they even ahead. use that word or name except when it was named out of when she did it? I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty perfect, right? Like, it wouldn't have made. Yeah, because she didn't think she was. She, she didn't have any idea that she was a conduit for any sort of magic. She, every, and everyone always referred to her. Even in the series, they say she has telekinetic and telepathic powers. Like she, yeah. you know, mind mind control, mind manipulation, and telekinesis. That's what her powers are. And in any in every one of the uh, in all the MCU stuff, she never uses a, you know, a, a matter manipulation or a reality warping. Uh, she, you know, broadcasting electromagnetic radiation, you know, uh, warping. She never uses any of those powers, which we now know they were just, you know, spells that she ca- didn't have to cast. She just couldn't do them because she's the Scarlet Witch, mm. which is, by the way, she's has, like, like that's a not warlock at all. instead of a wizard. Right. Yeah, and that's entirely MCU stuff. Uh, there's, there's absolutely nothing in the um, the only thing like it in the MCU, and I mentioned this, I think I can't remember when I mentioned this to you guys, but they actually mentioned at one point uh, in a in a commercial, uh, one of the you know the commercial breaks in Wanda's show, they say yeah. try if you want to you know get away from your reality, you'll try Nexus because they did say that Wanda is a Nexus being, which means she's just like an intersection of multiple realities and cosmic creatures and powers that are like fundamental to to mystical and the physical world can uh, use her as a conduit. Like she can like, you know, basically she can call those. That's how she got all the power to cause M day is, is she was a conduit for the, the life force. And she got the life force because she was trying to bring her kids back to life. Um, 
because they were they, her their souls were sucked out by Mephisto, um, more or less kind of as the to fuck with the Avengers, but also because she created souls in the universe with her reality warping powers and you know uh, gods gods that Mephisto care about like, the, you know, no one's got a claim the, on these. Yeah, yeah, no one gets to no one gets to make souls on my watch was his like you know uh, motivation. Um, because he cares very much. Mephisto is a you know a cosmic being who cares about like the order of 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 souls and death. Um, so, um, so he took her their her sons that she created for Vision and her, and that was part of her grief was was that, and also a bunch of other crazy shit that happened to her in her life. But when I was watching and it, then, so, so Doom in... manipulated her. Yeah, I was gonna say when I was watching it and. Uh the twin boys were starting to disappear and stuff and all that shit was falling apart. Like I was a total wreck. Like that fucked me up. Like oh, I, I was like, Oh, yeah. you guys oh. got me. You sons of bitches. Dude, I was yeah. a wreck. And then at the yeah. end, when you being, hear the kids, being like, the father like, of oh! twin boys. Yeah, dude. I'm like, you sons of bitches. It was fucked up. The, uh, I, I actually noticed that one, we never got to see them disappear off camera. And two, her final words to them were strange. She said, Thank you for choosing me. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had this like knowing look on their face. And then yeah. of course we hear their voices at the very end when she's doing like the, she's practicing in the astral plane. Like um, I, I wonder uh, what they're going to do. Like the first thing I heard, the first thing I thought is like, what? Thank you for choosing me. I thought she just created them, but we've, but the, through the whole show, they constantly reiterated the fact that they don't follow her rules. They do what they yeah. want. And they also have their own powers, and they and they're related to her, but they're not exactly hers. And she can't she can't predict them or like anticipate them. She just they do they do what they want. Her and Vis- the only characters that had any sort of autonomy in her in her world were Vision and the twins. And I thought that was really interesting. This thank you for choosing me. And I was like, did she just uh, like ask for two souls to like be part of her thing? And they. And they came, or did she like call them? Maybe, maybe it's she, like a she, multiverse thing where it's like those are like kids from another timeline, and then like they chose to come be with her in this. Or so, yeah, yeah. We don't. It's it's really interesting. Uh, they the, her last words to them leave a huge question mark, which apparently they didn't spend a lot of time, you know, mentioning that they're gonna those characters are coming back because immediately in the in the second. In the second stinger, <laughs> yeah. two stingers on the end of a television show. In the in the second stinger, they uh, you hear their voices, you know, cry out for help. So there's two um, after credits then. Yeah, there's two stingers. Did you, did you see both of them? I only saw the one. I see yeah, it was over. The f- no, the first stinger was is with uh uh with the scrolls con- con- contacting yeah uh, uh photon and or sorry Monica who will be in the next photon and then. Um, the second one is you see Scarlet Witch in a uh, by it was, it was like Iceland or something, um, and she's in a you know cabin by herself and she's actually just making tea, and then it goes to the back room and it's her it's her in an astral form studying the Book of the Damned, the the book mm-hmm. that uh, Agnes had, and she's studying it in her astral form the same way Doctor Strange did. You know you can mm-hmm. you can. Uh, you know, time is time is it works in a different relativity, and you don't tire in your astral form and all this stuff. So it increases your ability to learn things. And so she's studying in her astral form, and then she hears uh, uh, her kids say like "Mom, Mom!" They like call out for her, and she slams the book closed 
in her astral form, and that's the and then it's, that's the end of the stinger. So we're supposed to assume that you know she's hearing them; they're contacting her somehow. They're not actually gone; they're in whatever yeah. place they are in. Thank Still God, because somewhere. that was not cool. <laughs> I was left in kind of a pile. I got to be honest. Like I was like, Aww. you can't. I, like I'm I said, like, you can't leave me like this. No, <laughs> it was so fucked up. And of course, I'm like by myself. It's like a Friday afternoon. <laughs> like the sunlight's Aww. like crashing yes. in, and I'm watching this fucking show. Oh my god! Like really? Just ugly crying. Oh, oh! I'm trying. I'm looking on my phone for people to call. I'm like, who can? And nobody gives talk a fuck. To somebody. Nobody gives yeah. a fuck about Marvel. God damn it! Mom, I just watched Wandavision. <laughs> You we won't understand. It was so sad. <laughs> I didn't actually think that they were going to go away. When the thing started shrinking, I just assumed it was, she was going to shrink it to like the size of their house. When he's like, let's go home. And it was just going to have like, a little bubble house that she could go back to at some time. I didn't know why she got rid of the whole thing. I was like, couldn't you? Like, She showed that she could change the size of it. Couldn't she just shrink it to where they had like it ended at their property line, basically? Like I assume it was basically gonna be her and the neighbor's house with Agnes, and it was just be Agnes being the nosy neighbor, and they were basically gonna do it again. I, I think I think she knew. I mean, because obviously the the world was breached, and then like all hell broke loose. I think she, they, we're supposed to help. We're supposed to understand that she came to realize that she couldn't keep manipulating things and running from the problem. Um, she mm-hmm. had to like she had to face it, or else this kind of thing was just going to keep happening, right? Somebody yeah. was going to try to exploit it. Um, and she actually mentions, I think, at one point, she's like, "I'm," you know, she says, "like I'm a hero." Or Agnes challenges her, "Is this what heroes do?" And um, she realizes that. I, I think at that point, we're supposed to understand that she realizes that she can't yeah. keep up the charade, even in in miniature, which is terrifying. And also. V- the, of the two characters that seem very sad about the in the boys in, in the scene in the bedroom with the boys, the two characters that seem really sad, it's actually Vision. Vision actually looks really sad because he's saying goodbye because he knows that he's going away. Mm-hmm. But Wanda does not seem sad, and she even says like, you know, thank you for choosing me, and she doesn't. She it's almost like a goodbye, not forever. That's yeah. why I keep. That's why I keep. Uh, and the, also, we know that these two characters are really important to the MCU, like they're recurring characters that are really important. I mean, the if 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 they keep doing if there's phase you know nine of the MCU, it could include the Young Avengers. Hell, it might happen in phase five. It might happen in phase four. We don't know. Like, yeah. Um. So the Young Avengers is definitely a possibility, and Wiccan is a great tie-in that they love. Like the entire Disney Plus like formula right now is make a show. Oh, it's oh, it's popular. Let's go ahead and spin off four shows from this one and see if any of those are popular, and then four from that one, and we'll just have this ever branching extension of of content yeah. on our platform. Um, so, I I see I see Young Avengers in the future because I don't think they're actually going to kill off Wiccan and Tommy. I didn't look at it. Did they use the same technology they used on the Mandalorian for uh, like accelerated CGI and stuff? Uh, all I know is that. When it was developed for the Mandalorian, and they, they you know, they developed that technology to make it yeah. so much cheaper and more uh, more efficient, uh, uh, they said that all of their Disney Plus series going forward were going to use the technology because it allowed them to to make 
cinematic level stuff at a yeah. dramatically lower cost. However, if anyone hasn't uh, watched it, uh, real quick, Parker, for the listeners, if anybody hasn't watched yeah. it, there's a, a short series called The Gallery that's based on The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. Basically, walks you through the making of The Mandalorian in episodes. And it's episode four of The Gallery. They talk about the technology they used to make The Mandalorian on the budget they had because they basically got like 10 times the effective budget they had because like they didn't even have money to hire stormtrooper actors for the series the season finale in in season one right they had the 501st legion come down and like 60 of the 90 stormtroopers that surround the cantina are like 501st legion like fans and so they just got to be in the show and so, like, that's how low their budget was, but their CGI was incredible. It's basically all they do is they mock up the CGI in a computer beforehand, and they project it on these super high-definition screens around the set. And so, like, after, like, 10 feet away from the actors, everything's CGI, but you can't tell. Because mm-hmm. they're in it, and they can, they can see what they're acting in, unlike... The prequels, where they're just walking up and down a soundstage to blue spots on the ground, and like they have no idea what to look at because they can't see anything. It's like it feels yeah, they, like what was the, they called it the environment, right? Uh, yeah, they the, they gave it a name. I it, was, say it was the John Favreau. Who, yeah, because yeah. John Favreau was the one who like he he basically had this vision of can I? Because he he originally did it for one of his movies, not Iron Man. Uh, one of his other movies, lesser known movies. He. Yes, right. He started with Jungle Book. Jungle He's like, Book. can I take, yeah, like virtual technology, like virtual reality, some video game kind of technologies, and just yeah. basic, like just big LED screens, and kind of instead of going way hi-fi, which is what you know old Star Wars stuff did, which is like right. you said, just everything's a blue screen, which you know, so does not instead age of going. Well. Right. It's like instead of going straight only uh, uh, hi-fi. What if I blend? some lo-fi special effects with the stuff that we can do in front of people and have them act at things that are actually around them, but they're all like digitally represented. So yeah. really cool stuff. And the place, yeah, that episode, yeah, you should yeah, go watch the episode. Cool. It's really interesting the way they blend the technologies together because they use the VR for perspective on the camera. So as the camera turns, the environment warps the imaging to meet perspective off the camera because the only point of view that matters is the camera's point of view and so if you're looking at it from the side and the camera's on your right and the actor's on your left everything is distorted in the background but to the camera it all looks correct and they use Mm -hmm. a video game engine to handle the 3d modification of the area because that's basically all video games do is they just do perspective based imaging because mm-hmm. if you look at a, an image, like an explosion in a video game, you're looking at a two-dimensional image of an explosion that's just facing you. And then everyone mm-hmm. looking at it sees an image of it facing them. And so there's not actually a three-dimensional explosion. It's just one sprite that turns to face everybody. And so right. it's, just, it's just different than you. And so you don't have to mod, like you have to go in and add the reflection on the helmet because the sun is actually in the set reflecting off the guy's helmet. So you save right. all of that after effect imaging on all the lighting, all the reflections, all of that stuff just gets pre-added. And so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it later. And so it saves you like three quarters of the work. I do I do not know if uh, – I'm assuming they use similar techniques to WandaVision because they, they were uh, – I know that they said – Disney said this is yeah. – the, the reason why they were so excited about John Favreau's kind of like pet project using the Mandalorian to really push the envelope on this is they wanted to use it over and over again on Disney Plus stuff. Yeah. That being said, I do know that I think the final episode of WandaVision was the single most expensive episode of television 
it it used to be the that episode of Game of Thrones, the battle, uh, uh, the big battle scene, and in, in the in the Game of Thrones used to be the most expensive, and now I think the this WandaVision episode is the most expensive single episode. I don't quote me on that, but I know at least there, it set a record for expense. WandaVision did set a record for expense. Um, I mean, there's a lot of special effects in the final episode. Yeah. Basically, just wall to wall 3D environments. So, with all of that said, back up for a second. How much do we love mm-hmm. Vision? Like, that was the coolest scene ever, where the the white Vision was talking to the the colored Vision. Oh yeah. Oh, they were and just they were going back and forth. Oh, I request God. a dialogue. <laughs> like, so and they just start good. talking to each other. It was so. They were like doing logic problems. Yes. Yeah. Like so good. I assume we're getting Vision back at some point, right? Is, Parker, is there like a reference to something? Is that happened before where they had like evil Vision? Like as uh, far they've... as I know, that never happened. But uh, I don't think they've ever had like an anti-Vision that I know of. But they have had Vision resets several times, mm-hmm. right? Like Ultron would try to reset his programming because Ultron was responsible for the original Vision, just like yeah. in the MCU universe, or like, or there there was actually a. a with Wanda, you know, uh, Wanda and Vision have had a really rocky relationship back and forth. And at one point, Vision was really upset with her, but how, because how, how she treated the universe, rewriting everything, trying to rewrite him, trying to, uh, to, to resurrect him or, and, and potentially murder other people. So he's become at different points and totally on the outs with her as well. Uh, and yeah, and Vision himself has been, you know, created and recreated and every time. He's not exactly the original Vision. Yeah. So, um, by the way, the Vision in comic books is always, in my opinion, uh, not a very special character. Uh, he's yeah. really flat. Uh, the only time he actually becomes a really interesting character is somebody actually made a Vision standalone series in which he had a wife and two children that were both like visions, like there was girl vision and a boy vision and a uh, older sister vision, and that show was fantastic. And uh, sorry, that comic's a show. That uh, comic was really, really strong. Um, and it actually, what it, it played a lot like WandaVision does, which mm-hmm. is you don't really understand at the beginning of the comic how this is all happening. Like you don't understand how he has a family and how it's working. And he does try to live an idyllic life in the suburbs of some town. And just tries to be a regular guy, but of course he's the Vision, um, and so it, it kind of plays similar to the Wanda Vision. They probably took some themes from that comic strip where Wand, where Vision was just trying to be a regular Joe, um, which, but because usually in the comics he's he's not he's not like Data from Star Trek, where he's always trying to understand people. Um, yeah. So he's not like he, he doesn't really have like a character arc and character growth. He's just a really smart super tough robot that Ultron built. That's it. Like most of the time, um, yeah. good even guy. when he's falling in love with, yeah, good guy. He's just, he's just standard. Good guy. Um, good guy. 5,000 is <laughs> kind of what it is. And even when he falls in love with Wanda, I, in the original, I mean, that was such an old story arc. I don't even know how sophisticated it was. I do not have the, any of the comics where they have a romance, but that was, you know, in, you know, really, that was in a pretty pulpy time of comics where comics didn't have, you know, extremely complex storylines. So I do not know even how believable or realistic or earned that that romance was. It might have just been the Avengers need a uh, dramatic romance interest. So let's do Wanda and Vision because it would be kind of weird. Um, I do yeah, know I all the fallout from it was much more interesting, you know, but I but, you know, after House of M. But Parker, do you think Vision will be able to activate after Scarlet Witch activates in MCP? 
What's the over under? <laughs> uh, oh shit! Probably, probably really, 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 really high. I would be I would be shocked. Scarlet Witch is releasing right after WandaVision ends. Hot take. Yeah, I would be absolutely shocked. I would be shocked. Yeah, I would be shocked if Wanda did do something with Vision. Nice. Um, oh, but uh, I I agree with you. Vision was awesome. Paul, I also love Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is yeah. amazing. I loved him from the moment I saw him in a Knight's Tale. Um, yeah. He Knight's played Tale. Uh, Chaucer in the Knight's Tale. Oh my god! Yeah, he plays Chaucer in a Knight's Tale. He's amazing in that movie. What are you uh, doing? Trudging? Yeah. What? Yo, to trudge <laughs> <laughs> when one has nothing left to to do but simply soldier yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> trudging. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, his character, uh, his character, yeah. uh, based on Chaucer, uh, just he has the same name. You're supposed to assume he's the same person. Um, it's, it's super strong. I love everything Paul Bettany's ever touched. Uh, I actually you, Parker, was. Did you watch the interview of him? Uh, I think it was with Conan when he they were talking about when he got cast as Vision originally back in Iron Man. Uh, no, and that's that's weird. I recognized his voice only after. Like I think Avengers, like it was it was the Avengers before I finally recognized his yeah. voice. Yeah, um, um, but, I went, but anyway, oh, it's Paul Bettany. The interview with Conan, he's talking about how he had worked with John Favreau on some project. I can't remember what it was, but he got the phone call. And he's like, "Hey," and and John Favreau was immensely excited because they liked working together. But he's like, "Hey, we have a part. I need someone to be a voice actor for a disembodied robot." That has no personality, and I immediately thought of you. <laughs> He's like, thanks, I much appreciate that. And so he ends up at this dinner party after they had like done the first Iron Man movie, and it's with I can't remember who it was, but it was basically some really big Hollywood people. Like, I don't know, it wasn't like Spielberg, but it was like like that level big, like like huge influential people in Hollywood. And he's like, oh yeah, Paul, you should go downstairs and check out my basement. There's a rec room and a swimming pool and i know you like swimming so he's like oh that sounds great i'll go check that out and he's talking about how he's a very antisocial person he doesn't like at a party he's usually the guy standing in a corner with a coat on like he like doesn't yeah. like interact well with people and so he's like yeah i'll be polite i'll go down and check this out like that sounds like i'll get a chance to get away from everybody and calm down and so he goes down and he, there's an elevator in the guy's house and it goes down three floors to the pool room <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> like yeah okay guy yeah. <laughs> i see the big flex and so the doors open and it's just pitch black He's like, oh, well, there must be, like, like he has an elevator in his basement. Clearly, there's, like, a motion sensor. He takes two steps out and then plummets into water and immediately <laughs> realizes that the pool was covered with a with some kind of pool covering, and he is encased in fabric, drowning. He's like, I'm going to die in this man's pool. But he's like, I had just gotten my phone and put pictures of, like, my wife on it. And so he, like, tries to thrust his hand up out of the water to save his phone and then realizes quickly that he's going to die. <laughs> so he drops the phone and just starts scrambling for life. And he, like, eventually gets out of the pool, obviously doesn't die because, you know, we have WandaVision. Yeah. But uh, climbs up out of the pool and then he's trying to think about how he's going to play this off when he gets upstairs dripping wet. <laughs> He <laughs> walks out of the elevator just soaking wet in on, into a, a like a high class dinner party. <laughs> He's wearing like a suit. He's just completely soaked. He's like, "Yeah, I figured I'd go for a quick dip." <laughs> so yeah, I, I like Paul Bettany. He's funny. Yeah, uh, I really liked him. In, I loved him in um, 
Master and Commander. He plays the Doctor in Master and Commander. Yes. Yeah, he was fun. He's, he's great in that. And uh, a, really ter- a really wonderful, just straight, balls-out action movie that I loved. And it's, it makes me really mad. I'm trying to think. Oh, God. Priest. Of, of, is it Priest? Is that the name of it? Is that the super weird, like, fantasy oh. one? No, no, no. Okay, I have okay. not. I have seen parts of Priest, and yes, that okay. is a balls out crazy action movie. That, but I'm actually thinking yeah. of the one where he plays. Oh no, Legion. That's the one. Uh, the one where he plays Legion, the angel. Where he plays the angel. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really like Legion, and Priest is like basically the same character as the character from yeah. Legion, although the movie is so much worse. Like Legion is actually a fairly entertaining. I don't think movie. I've ever actually seen Legion. I might have to actually watch it if you think. Oh, it's oh, good. it it it's it's a blast. Um, okay. Uh, he plays Michael, the actual archangel in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is it is really it is a fun movie that's it's a good it's a good suspense horror action thriller it's one of those like they try to combine five genres together but it works yeah it's actually I feel like fun I, I feel like Priest is Paul Bettany's I Frankenstein where it's just like a yeah. decent actor got roped into some bullshit contract they couldn't get out of and they're like nope you're yeah. playing in this garbage ass movie I hope you have fun he's like yeah god damn it. Priest is completely over the top. It's one hundred percent. But but Legion, Legion is Legion is also a little bit over the top. But I think it knows what it is, which you, I like. You've seen movie forty two, right? Um, I don't think so. It's the movie of all the shorts. Oh God! Like yeah, it's like that a bunch of comedy shorts in a movie. It's hilarious. Okay, do you know the backstory of this movie? Okay, so the guy who got the movie made was basically just a contract lawyer. But he wanted to get this stupid, ridiculous, raunchy, like, over-the-top movie made. But he knew the only reason people would go see it if it had a bunch of famous people in it. So he went around to all these uh, agents for all these people and, like, pitched the movie in a very vague way. And got the the people to commit to, like, you know, like a three-line part in a movie. But, like, it was like an ironclad contract they couldn't get out of. And eventually he got enough people to sign on to this movie and they were basically entrapped like they could not get out of it short of like basically quitting being an actor. And then he made this horrible, ridiculous movie where it's just like, it's very dark humor through a lot of it, but you, you just have to watch it. A lot of the scenes are amazingly funny. Some of them are a little creepy and go a little too far, but a lot of them are hilarious. But yeah, there was apparently multiple times where the actors just like walked off sex. They would not do what they were telling them to do. <laughs> The Hugh Jackson. He's like, yeah, just act more like this. He's like, I'm not doing that. Hugh Jackman with a yeah, nutsack Hugh on his neck it. was one yeah. of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think my favorite one, man, there's so many good ones. Uh, the 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 basketball coach was a good one. Do you remember that one? Uh, I don't remember. What was the deal with that? He's giving the motivational speech to uh, the first black high school that was allowed to play against a white high school. And like, oh my god! And, and wasn't that? It, it's uh... just hilarious. He's like, and all of the players are super downtrodden. I was like, man, there's no way we can win. This team hasn't lost in like ten years. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, because they haven't been allowed to play you guys yet. He's like, you are seven foot one and you're thirteen. Like there is no way you guys are gonna lose this game. He's like, well, I think coach is saying is we need to play as a team. He's like, no, play as us individual. Just dump <laughs> the ball. Like, oh, and they yeah. go out there, they beat them like hundred and six to two. Like it just completely destroys. Them. Like they do the tip off. It's like Wilt Chamberlain versus. Is like the mini me character like it's so <laughs> oh, ridiculous yeah. like there's no chance of them ever winning the game but because the stigma was oh you guys aren't as good as the white team that like it was never gonna work but they just just shit all over them uh 
There, Halle Berry's in it. Um, what's her name? The girl from The Good Place. Um, Kirsten Bell. There's, I can't there's remember. A the, ton oh, of and the, so the the yeah, the plotline of the movie is this guy basically goes to some Hollywood director or Hollywood like general manager and like pitches his movie as a writer. He's like, I want to get this movie made, and the guy's like. No, that's terrible. He starts descri- describing the skits to him. And so the skits are just like, like they're visually shown to you as him describing them to the guy to get the movie made. And after the first skit, he's like, that's terrible. Like, what's your next one? He's like, goes to the next one. And so it starts, starts the next skit and it keeps happening and happening and happening. And then eventually he gets to the point. He's like, get out of my office. You're a psycho. Like, we're never going to make your dumb movie. And he pulls out a gun and takes the guy hostage and starts reading him more of his skits. And then eventually they get out into the parking lot where he's going to literally kidnap him and take him back to his house. And I think he ends up shooting a security guard because the guy won't go with him. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, It's so a that- really funny movie if you like outrageous humor. Oh, yeah, because one of them was Johnny Knoxville actually ca- captures a leprechaun and actually puts him in the basement and holds him hostage and makes him give him a pot of gold and the leprechaun is trying to kill johnny knoxville and like it's just ludicrous like the whole thing is ludicrous are you sure that's not a scene of always sunny no it's not not that one i'm pretty sure that's just always sunny it it sounds about the same i'll take your i'll take your no because that does happen on always sunny i just don't know if that's what you're no 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 there is one he yeah they capture a leprechaun hmm Oh boy. Anyway, um, so the next one's going to be Falcon and uh, what's his face? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. So that Bucky. looks awesome. I'm excited about. Buddy that. Cap. I hope it's Buddy. I hope it's Buddy Spy. Uh, it what is I buddy really spy. want. I know, but but I don't think it'll actually be. I I want it to be a. I my favorite MCU movie. Um, even though they're all they're they're all, all of them are really fun. My favorite M. No, not all of them. Iron Man three, but. Uh, mm. My my favorite MCU movie is actually um, Winter Soldier, and the reason why is I love that they just kind of put a uh, like a, a super standard you know circa nineteen ninety eight uh, uh, you know spy thriller into the MCU. They just did it. They're just like let's just make Captain Marvel a spy thriller movie. Well, I mean, and, when you got twenty two movies to go through. You might as well pick yeah. one of each. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. I liked it in the same way that I like Thor Ragnarok. It's the same kind of thing. It subverted expectations, but still, uh, actually, I think that it did. Thor Ragnarok really it was just Taika Waititi being like, you know, here's infinity money and a character, and he goes wee, and he just does what he wants. But dude, that was the and best. It, it one wasn't the whole super Thor. I fucking loved that. Yes, <laughs> but it, it but it doesn't feel very to me. It doesn't yeah. feel very Thor. I mean, I, I Iron Man three subverted subverted expectations. But I didn't want to see just in a very four. different way. Yeah. Just made everyone just, sad. Yeah. Just it's like what if we made an Iron Man movie but instead of Iron Man it was basically Lethal Weapon 5. You're like uh yeah. So, I Let's like that. Let's be fair. Iron Man 3 was not great, but if you go back and watch it, it's not as bad as you remember. It's I you, you, you told me you, that in, in the earlier. moment you're just very yeah. upset that you're not getting what you wanted and that that's you, why it's it's bad. I want you to know that you, um, you actually, I took to heart what you said, and I went back and I watched Iron Man, th- uh, Iron Man three, and it wasn't as bad as I remember for that reason. But yeah. uh, the reason why I love Winter Soldier, and every time I watch it, I like it, is because it does a really good job of of taking Captain America and actually making him into the modern Captain America, which is actually in yeah. the Marvel universe, which is he's basically a super agent, super soldier in the modern yeah. universe. When he's basically, not, yeah, yeah, when he's not, in fact, he spends most of his time 
in his in his standalone stuff, not running the Avengers, but really working with Shield and being you know a super agent. Um, and so I really like that they did a clear motion. I, the other thing I love about it is the incredible attention to detail on him. For because in the original uh, series, he's really he's just a back you know he's just a ballroom b- brawler, right? He's just like he is a super soldier. So he has super reflexes and 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 a lot of vitality. But he's really just punching and kicking people. He he just has basic army training. He's just putting boots to face, right? Mm-hmm. But in this, in in the second one, in the very first opening scene where he you know he assaults hardcore ninja man. The, well, no, he he's doing Karav Maga. Like he actually uses mm-hmm. modern, like he uses modern special forces. Uh, uh, martial arts. He actually uses stuff that if you had super strength and powers, you could take to that level, and so he does some flippy kicky stuff too. But I love how he actually uses he modernizes in a lot of ways. His outfit modernizes, his like outlook on life modernizes, and then of course the the, the, the character versus character conflict in the movie, which is him not liking that espionage has become this thing where people are constantly compromising their values, and him not appreciating that. Yeah. And then, of course, the payoff for him, which is he just gets to punch Hydra. He's like when at that wonderful scene, that wonderful scene where 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 Natasha is beside herself because this organization she's devoted her whole life to that she felt like redeemed her from her horrible youth has it. You know, she's been a puppet by this this shadow organization the whole time, and she is actually like despondent about it. And Captain America is smiling, like he smiles for the first time. He's like, "How are you smiling?" He's like. Because I, you know, I finally get to punch something. Like I finally get to see who my enemy is, and I just get to go punch it. And like, that's so good. Such a great movie. Um, so I, I want, I, I hope that they keep doing more stuff like that. I, that's what I want out of Winter Soldier, and and um, and um, I want. I hope it's not. I, lethal, I hope it's not Falcon. I hope what we get out of Falcon and Winter Soldier is just more scenes of them in the terminal. And them in the like the car just hating each other. That's what yeah, I want. I hate like I hate the scenes so where where Sebastian Stan and uh, what the fuck is the other? Uh, oh, let me see, man. Right? I can't think of his name. Yeah, Mackie. Uh, uh, is it Andrea Mackie? Uh, Andrew Mackie? Let me look. I'll look. Anthony Anthony Mackie. It's more of a common name than it, Andre. I think it's Anthony. You're right. You got it. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just love they had such a great chemistry of disliking each other. And because mm. it's just like it's like you couldn't have done that sooner. He's like, I hate you. Like, yeah. It's just the the the, the pregnant pause, then just a flat, I hate you. Like, yeah. Like it's I want that. Like they had such good chemistry. So if I they think, hold that, I think that'll happen. I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. And obviously, they become frenemies at some point, right? Like like even at the the final scene of Endgame where they're like on the the shore talking, and he's like he's like they're basically friends at that point, but. I want that that tension of like they're always trying to one up each other like Legolas and Gimli and they just like have this like weird feud like that was fun. Oh, cool! I did not know this, but uh, um, George Saint Pierre, who's super famous, um, not that uh, famous, uh, it, it, yeah, su- yeah, super famous MMA fighter, uh, who played Batroc the Leaper in the opening scene of Winter Soldier. The Leaper, that yeah, Batroc the Batroc is. Shit. Yeah, they sure. they don't they never call him the Leaper, but they his his full yeah his full bad guy name is Patrock the Leaper, and his whole thing was kickboxing, right? That that was yeah. his thing, and so he that's by the way that's what if you pay attention that's what the only thing George St. Pierre uses in his fight against Cap his is like just kicks. straight yeah just straight kickboxing, um, mm-hmm. but 
apparently he's in this movie, this show as well. And so people have been, you know, asking him questions about how much he could reveal. Of course, he can't reveal anything, but um, yeah, the I didn't realize page NDA from Marvel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, uh, but I didn't realize he's gonna be back in this one. Ooh, I hope this is well, Winter isn't Soldier Zemo Part Two. Gonna be in this one too. I know Zemo's been confirmed as being Zemo again. Um, um but I, I, I just assumed he was gonna be in this because he was most closely tied to these guys. Because Civil War was, you know, Zemo. Okay, I, I was about to to click on the IMD page, but I'm actually not going to, and this is why. Don't want to. I do not. I like discovering these things in the game because I know things well, about the Marvel Universe. I do not love like looking is, at the is cast knowing, list. Knowing so many of the story arcs, knowing who's in the movie will probably tell you what's going to happen. So yeah, that would, yes. that would be that. Yeah. Uh, I, I purposely avoided, and I actually got really mad, the internet spoiled Agatha Harkness for me like yeah. 24 hours before I saw that episode. Because I, I saw you that just to watch before. it! I know. But uh, I was trying to catch up with the episode with Sarah uh, and... And when it happened, uh, and I saw the word Agatha Harkness, I was like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> like, uh, the good news is, I don't, I didn't know of a single moment in the Marvel universe where Agatha interacted with Scarlet Witch directly. Yeah. So that was like, it, it didn't help me understand what was going to happen in the series. But, but the fact that I, I know that name immediately makes me go, "Ah, no!" So, so, so um, that's what. Is Scarlet Witch in the normal comics basically just a magic user, or is it that she has mutant powers? Yes. So they do they wishy washy or is it both? Is her mutant power she can use magic? Uh, yes. It's really okay. um it's like it is it's it's very poorly defined. Um, Basically her mutant power is, is that she's good at magic. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe she's a oh, witch and see. then also Yeah. Cause she's like one of the most powerful magic I'm... users, isn't she? Isn't she up there on the Yes, list? she's yeah, she's up there with like uh, in every comic like in which there's like five, a hodgepodge right? of magic, yeah. In the, in every comic in which there's a hodgepodge of magic users, um, uh, like the Doctor Strange one that I did a comic corner on, like she's featured yeah. in multiple issues. Um, she is really now the thing, and and just like in the show, she has a lot of magic potential, but she knows like almost nothing about magical spells, and that's actually how she shows up in a lot of those arcs is she's trying to do something magically and she has no idea how to do it. So she's acting, you know, asking Dr. Strange uh, how to do it is usually how it works. Um, Cause it's like strange doom. And then like, I guess Mordo is in there somewhere. And then like Scarlet, Witch is like the only other like big name I know of that was like on the top of that list. Okay. So this is actually something that I, this, this is actually something that I knew. Um, but I'm glad uh, this is this is confirming it because uh, I actually have this is actually my my comic corner that I'm going to do uh, next time was about this precisely. But um, I have the comic in which this was revealed. She's actually not a mutant because <clears throat> she's not Magneto's daughter. Um, in the she, current canon, yeah, she was actually an orphan enhanced by the High Evolutionary um, to become a conduit for Chaos Magic because she's a Nexus being. Um, so basically, he because she is a Nexus being, he used her and basically. Uh, uh, made her a conduit for chaos magic, and so she is a magic user. She does not use mutant powers to manipulate anything. Um, Quicksilver was okay. given his speedster powers also by the High Evolutionary. He is technically not a mutant, um, and it, for Even a long time they're both famous for being mutants. Yeah, it's actually I really don't like that. I think it's a real big cop out. It's just like creating drama. Yeah. It's, it's it's very soap opera style. She's like, oh, you mean she was not her son? You're like that kind of thing. It's it, yeah. the, it's kind of, that's kind of thing. It's it's more long shot on my own grandpa kind of stuff. Um, just 
Because speaking of, I can't wait for X Factor. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, he is. Can't wait for all the incest jokes. Yeah, Um, Jeremy, you know about this, right? Incest? No. Yeah. So if I I think we've explained this to him before. I think we've explained. Oh no, I understand. I know I've explained it to Jason. Yeah, I I understand. Incest or long shot Shatterstar? Uh, the long shot Shatterstar and being the own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. Okay. Yeah. So if you get cloned and your clone goes back in time and impregnates your grandmother with your father, mm-hmm. is that incest? No, that's fine. <laughs> that's the question. Actually. That's, that's fine. That's it's the two-generation rule. As yeah. long as you're two generations away, you're safe. No, that's absolutely fine. In fact, it's... I can't believe certain that this that... made it into Marvel canon and has not been retconned at this point. I cannot believe that that is the thing. No, it's still fine. It's so ridiculous. It, it makes sense. Whoever wrote that clearly has some very weird, like, tastes and wanted everyone else to know what it was. There's certain cultures that that's just how they do it. it it's oh, a I thing. totally forgot. I totally forgot <laughs> about that. Well, oh. The cultures clone themselves and go back in time. Correct. So, Good to um, know. so of course, on the current on the uh, uh, Marvel Wiki right now, the most clicked characters are uh, Vision, Wanda, uh, 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 Wanda Max, Scarlet Witch, and then of course Photon, Agatha. who's actually no. Monica Rambeau, who's who actually is not going by Photon right now. Apparently, in the Marvel Universe, her current one is Spectrum, but she has been called Photon before. I had forgot. Yeah. I was introduced to her in a really amazing comic, and I totally forgotten the name of it. Uh, it's called. Uh, Hate, Agents of Hate was actually the name of the title, and Hate stands for the highest anti-terrorism effort, and the the members of Hate were the best, like, in terms of characters. <laughs> there were some of the, uh, it, was, it was it was Monica Rambeau, she was the leader, uh, Boom Boom, the X-Force character, who's like a super chick, uh-huh. you know, a mall rat character, Aaron Stack, the machine man, who is a android who really hates people. But he he feels he feels like a, a moral obligation to not let things die. But man, he really fucking hates humans. And uh, he's basically Bender. If Bender was a superhero, uh-huh. that's basically. I was getting ready to say Bender. Yeah. yeah, he's basically he's basically Bender if Bender was a superhero. And uh, Elsa Bloodstone, uh, who's one of my favorite characters in yeah. the Marvel universe, um, and uh, that the Agents of Hate. Oh my gosh, that was such a, an amazing comic. I had totally forgotten about them until just now. Oh man, that was some of the cool. That was some of the best. That was some of the best stuff that was ever made by the Marvel Universe, and it was it was very much, um, yeah. Oh yeah, the captain. Yeah. The captain. <laughs> the captain was one of the other members that I couldn't. I was like, why was why can't I remember his name? Yeah. So basically, oh, Boom so Boom is Jubilee, except she uses M80s instead of sparklers. Yes. And she, and she has no regard for human life. She's totally fine with yeah, murdering people wholesale. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't necessarily want to kill people. She just doesn't care. Yeah. As where Sin just wants to kill everybody. All right. Let's get out of here before this goes to four hours. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? <laughs> what? Okay. So I, I I have this comic and I've forgotten this origin story. The captain, mm-hmm. the captain has, is kind of like a, uh, a Superman type character, 
Um, the, uh-huh. I I want you to hear his origin story because you like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He the, his his basic story is what if Mac got superpowers? That's basically what it is. Oh God! Uh, so one night <laughs> while on a bender in the streets of Brooklyn, two aliens of unknown origin. Uh, came across this man who was to become the captain. They granted him the messianic Sita complex, the heart star of a space between galaxies and a source of infinite power and manipulation. He was tasked with using his newfound power and glory to make this nightmare land called Brooklyn a better place. He then used the newly gained superhuman powers to beat the aliens to death because he, quote, thought when you hit leprechauns in the head, they turned into gold coins. <laughs> finding, that <this> was un- <laughs> finding that this was untrue, he bent over with the intent of robbing them and instead vomited onto his extraterrestrial benefactors and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Or that- the story... Don't go to Brooklyn. Yeah. And then, he, of course, he was recruited by the, the agents of hate to be part of this team uh, because he is he, he does have, like, insane power, but he's just some guy from Brooklyn. The aliens made a mistake <laughs> and gave it to just a degenerate. It sounds like Power Man 2.0. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, yeah. All right. This, this team. Seriously, this we, we got to go. We got to go. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yes. One, two, three, four, nope. five. <laughs> Why do I think it was three? Jesus. Okay. Um, what? I don't. I don't know why I thought it was you three. Clapped, I just I clapped, clapped on three. I clapped on three. So I don't know, Parker. Why. You, Parker, terrible. you know what? That's my fault. I okay. didn't say on five. We just always do it on I five. I don't know why I would assume that you had the common sense to know that. I got All so right, damn excited. Okay. One. I got so excited. One, 